Oh, Twisters, we back at it again. What? Oh, shit. Episode 42. We got Taylor in the house lacing you up on some grow tag. So get out your pen and your paper because there's some notes to take on this one. We was fucking around with that dedication OG from Freddy's Fuego. But you know what really got me sounding like this is this fucking drink Monty brought through. We had some of this beer called Parabola. Per, per, parabola. Per, so this shit right here is fire. It's so good. It's from Firestone. That's why it's fire. And then Founders Kentucky Bourbon Stout. You don't go wrong. Breakfast Stout with the espresso in it. Man, so tasty with the blunt. What? Okay, here it is. Infuse Spirits Broken Barrel Whiskey. This shit is 116 proof. That's why I can't even tell you what it is because I can't talk because I drink 116 proof. And in the middle of the whole thing, we talked about New Hampshire. Welcome to the sesh. That's all I got. <laughs> At a critical time, when young people must make decisions that will shape their future, the people who become dependent upon marijuana are dependent on an escape that makes the unreal seem beautiful and the reality of life seem unnecessary. Hey, welcome to Twist and Talk. This is Nate. Monty. And Cam. Where we get down on the dankest shit available. So grab your weed, crack a beer. And don't forget to change the water in that rig or bong because it's getting nasty. Welcome to the sesh. Here we are, boys. 42? 42, yeah. 42. We're, we're, we're officially, you know, dealing with our midlife crisis and kind of settling yeah. into the, to the middle age here. I'll be 42 this year for real, and that is a real deal. That's a real oh, deal. Shit. He's settling into that midlife crisis. He's kind settling of settling into like, all right. So this is what this is. I guess I'm not going to be a drug kingpin like we talked about. <laughs> I guess I have to go get a real job. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you never know. You know, but yeah, there's plenty. The sky's of the limit. I mean, right. You don't have to stop now just because you right. hear that. Just you're 42. It's not a drug kingpin. I'm not a drug kingpin. <laughs> uh, so yeah, welcome in. Uh, welcome Taylor. Yeah, yeah. we got to guess this, this podcast. How's it going, everybody? Pleasure being here. Absolutely. So who is Taylor? I don't really know. Um, well, we uh, we met working together at Leaf, technically, but we really didn't meet till we went to a tool show at the Gorge. <laughs> that was okay. like the actual, we got like acquainted. Pretty Okay. Wild. Yeah, gotcha. that was fun. That was a very uh, psycho-not-friendly <laughs> experience. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. That was that was pretty much like the first time we actually kicked it. Nice. And then, uh, did you guys go together, or did you guys just uh, happen to find each other there? We were in the same crew. So you guys just same squad. Yeah, when I worked down at that company Leaf with the PH before they went down and got bought out by that what Minglewood. Yeah. yeah. So the previous Leaf, he and I worked together and he was in the grow department where I was in like processing, whether it was trimming or packaging or making hash, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So uh so a seasoned grower is what we got on our hands here then, huh? Absolutely, uh, sounds like. Yeah. It's a it's more of a hobby than most, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It sounds like you did it kind of professionally for just a second for somebody. Yeah, for for a little bit. How long? Pre- definitely preferred doing it for myself. I guess well, that yeah. for sure. <laughs> How long did you do that for? Oh uh, man, I started growing probably 2010. I started growing professionally for other people probably 2014, <coughs> and then kind of stopped 2018, taking a break. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. 
Cool, cool. Nice. What was uh, some of the things you really appreciated about uh, being able to at least grow for yourself since you like that one a little more? Uh, being the only cook in the kitchen, <laughs> right. making all yeah. the decisions, not having that. to step on other people's toes or worry that, you know, oh, they didn't like the way I did this, but I'm going to do it anyways because right. these are my babies. There you go. What there was you your what, what was the usual canopy? What was your usual canopy size? Oh, man. I mean, at least a four by four tent. I mean, I would probably put 10 plants in there under Damn. one light, um, but I'd gone anywhere up to 50, 60 plants, oh, up to 100 plants in two rooms. Okay. There you go. Okay. So Definitely nice. something respectable for sure. Speaking of plants, uh, got that dedication OG on deck today from Freddy's Fuego. Yeah, Fuego's coming in the yeah. house right now. Yeah. I just want to say that or so you Freddy, can pass it to say. me and I can start yeah. rolling that shit up. Let's get <laughs> yeah. started. A, I want to grab a, a nug out of here so we can pass it around and get a smell on it. Right. Monty already cut up a leaf and everything, so we're, he's ready Ooh. to go. Yeah, he's itching. Rare. Ooh, it smells good. It's kind of like powdery, lemony, candy, earthy. Right? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's, it's definitely got some really strong Kush vibes to it. Like, I, I think that... Oh, I don't know, man. it's just some really good kush for the most part. Yeah, I wouldn't clean. say that it doesn't, for me, it doesn't super distinguish itself, because I have tried this, I guess, before. Um, but it's Pass great that weed. that on to you, Cam. Great weed. Yeah, it's got like that funkiness there, kind of like that basement funk a little bit. Kind of has yeah, that like new it. car smell, almost mm -hmm. like moist towelette. Yep. Uh, kind of yeah. aftershave. A little bit of that aftershave I just, vibe. I just smelled my microphone by accident, thinking yeah. that was... <laughs> 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 it's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do see that. That that was that lemony I was talking about. It was that moist towelette kind of lemoniness. Kind of, a little bit, yeah. Because it's super faint. It's not all the way there. No, no. it's very subtle, which is good because it's the LaCroix lemon. Exactly, <laughs> LaCroix lemon. Or, LaCroix, um, LaCroix lemon terps. Like just the smell of a lemon yogurt, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a nice, nice density to it, and it's not it too does. sticky or wet to still be that solid. It's pretty nice weed. I've been smoking on this stuff pretty regularly. I first got an eighth a couple weeks ago, and then on my second trip to the store, I got a quarter. Yeah, nice. I remember on the last, I think on the last episode, you shattered it out there. You grabbed it for the first time, I believe. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I yeah. think I just pick it up and try it as well. I thought I think it's really good as well. I think it's one of those ones that I wasn't disappointed with. For 40 bucks, it competes well with a lot of, with a lot of other things in the shelf. Um, yeah, it's, you, I don't think anybody should be really disappointed by that, by that strain. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I would have to say, honestly, maybe my, my, my impression of Freddy's Fuego is that they are typically a top shelf company. Right. Um, I've, I've, in my experience, though, I've learned, I've learned that Sometimes their quality isn't quite as much as I'd want to pay for whatever I'm getting that price point from Freddy's Fuego. Okay. See, I haven't smoked them too much, and considering we just got them in two to three weeks ago, whatever it was, I'm just experiencing them, and I have been pushing them. Like, if people ask for it, of course, I don't try oh, to yeah. steer them away from it, but I typically don't recommend weed I haven't smoked like enough of to really be able to give a good you know synopsis of right mm -hmm. like oh this one tastes like this and feels like this and this is what activities i would enjoy on and is oh, kind yeah. of how i like to mm -hmm. describe weed to people and so um i haven't really been pushing it too much so i'm excited to smoke this right now because i bought i bought the three in the pink mm -hmm. and wasn't too excited about it that kind of fell into that category sure. like you said where it's like it was good weed but just nothing special that's mm -hmm. how it felt you know? about the sin mint which was a five dollar higher price right point. Mm -hmm. and wasn't it was fine it was decent weed but it wasn't like it wasn't right. as good as either the pirate booty or the dedication you know we are pot snobs and we're we are looking for something pretty extra special pretty mm -hmm. much almost every time we smoke we wanted to be an experience True. whereas a lot of people just smoke to smoke or right. don't don't you know want that you know don't care right. about that as long as they're getting high mm -hmm. well, it's like i find i find that i've been smoking a lot more for flavor a lot lately i think right. that if i smoke for flavor then i guess maybe my second box to check maybe potency um and so, like, for instance, uh, if it's got just kind of a generic flavor, but it's a good flavor, 
that's that's not that's really not bad weed. But depending on how much I paid for that weed, that would make me really decide if I'm going to get that weed again. It doesn't right. distinguish itself. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would say dedication OG is definitely in that like just good Kush. Um, I think it dedi- I think it sets itself apart from some of like the thirty dollars, thirty five dollar eights and stuff like that. Um, but sitting at forty bucks, I guess I don't know. I I, I can't be, I can't be really mad about it. Right. Yeah. It's. So uh, before we go too fur- too much further into the the weed, because I know we'll be smoking it in a minute. Just kind of, we're gonna be doing New Hampshire this week. New Hampshire, New Hampshire, not they, Old Hampshire. They, no, they're new. They got some medical going on, and okay. you know, then we'll touch on what happens if you want to go your own route and get caught doing it. <laughs> see what happens, what goes down. Locked up abroad. Exactly. Uh, uh, not quite abroad. It's the that's where that was where I was a few weeks ago. Mm. I was smoking outside the hotel. Nobody seemed to. Nobody seem to really care that much. No, nobody. But you know, I, I I keep it incognito. You can't be a dumb stoner, is what it comes down to. You exactly. Know? I just you know I roll up in the I hopefully because you know it's 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 a fifty fifty chance on whether or not you have a hotel room that windows even open in, mm. and so I'm hoping that the windows open and I'll crack the window. I'll get my weed out. I will roll it up, then you know go outside, smoke it back in the cigarette smoking area, and then go back inside, wash my hands, wash up, and hopefully. You know, nobody's the wiser. Mm-hmm. Clean up after myself. Don't leave a bunch of fucking, you know, I put the roaches out away. I don't, you know, know hot like leave them there. Just reek of it everywhere. <laughs> right. so exactly. You go scrub yourself clean. I'm out, I'm out there in the wind letting it blow. Mm. You know, nice. Respectable. So, right, Respectable. I've been smoking all over this country this this hockey season. Yeah, where were you just at now? I don't know if you... I don't we were in... Uh, Air, I was in Arizona for the last, like, five A-Z. days. AZ, man. Yep. That's why I'm kind of out of it right now. I'm excited to get all like stoned and twisted <laughs> right now because I'm going to get into probably a different world here pretty soon. Probably. How long has it been since you've been able to really enjoy? Well, I've been smoking probably like half gram blunts, two to three a day for the last five days. No dabs until yesterday. Oh, man. But, you know, I kind of caught up this afternoon and last night. Okay. Well, even I had to clopin. So oh, right shit. when I got... I, had to be at the airport at three in the morning, got back into town at 10 in the morning, took a nap, had to work until midnight, but uh, they let me out at 1030, mm. went home, slept for like five hours, had to get up, go back to work, do it all. And then now I'm here on like, uh, like, and in, in Arizona, it was fucked up hockey schedules. So it was like five hours of sleep at night oh, and wow. then like an hour nap in the afternoon, two hour nap in the afternoon. So it was like, you know. What time were they practicing? Well, no, these were real games. So, oh, these were games. Okay. Yeah. So we. It's all computer generated, and we got fucked. So we had the last game on Saturday night. <laughs> computer yes. fucked us, dude. Yeah, we had the last game Saturday night, and then the first game Sunday morning. So we didn't get out of the rink until ten at like ten thirty or whatever it was, almost eleven, and mm-hmm. then had to be back there at six in the morning for another game. Damn. So there was like seven hours between games. Okay. So that sucked. You guys oh, feel yeah. like getting a beer? Yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and crack mm-hmm. something up let's right away. Let's yeah. talk about these beers. All right, before we'll I get into Arizona a little bit more later, because mm-hmm. I definitely have brewskies. a recommendation. Bruce, while he's doing that, I'll just I'll just do it. Let me get my mic out the way. Hold on. <laughs> oh man, we're just you know moving around the studio a little bit. So I went to Arizona for a hockey tournament four years ago, and um, I got introduced to this place called Rita's. And what it is is, have you ever had frozen custard versus ice cream? Yep. Yes. So it's a lot more creamy and it's just a, like it's a, rich, it's, it's a richer, richer, creamier. Yeah, it's just like a step up in ice cream, honestly. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a gelato, but creamier version of it. Yeah. You use a higher fat content of milk. So mm. anyways, they there's these things 
at there's this place called Rita's Sweet Treats or some shit like that. And it used to not be any further west than Arizona. So that's why I got introduced to it there. And so I went there when I was in Arizona this time and I found out there's one in fucking like Kent or Kirkland or somewhere out there. And I'm so excited (laughs) because what it is is they take a cup. And then they, they put the frozen custard in the bottom and it can be, it's either chocolate or vanilla. And then they have a bunch of shaved ice and they have like 12 different flavors of shaved ice, like all different, like cotton candy mm-hmm. and then a bunch of different fruits. They had Dr. Pepper, oh, shit. Um, Swedish fish, oh shit, you know, just a bunch of different shit. And so they put a little layer of the frozen custard on the bottom, then the shaved ice, and then like a little dollop, like a soft serve mm. of the frozen custard on top. And so it's like... Oh shit! It's the fucking fire. That sounds just next level. Like, it's so like, good. So that's why I wanted to let motherfuckers know. Look up Rita R I T A or Rita's, and it's over somewhere on that on the east side, Kirkland, whatever, somewhere mm. somewhere over there. And you will not be mad if you get high and go greet yourself one of those. And it's cool because it's like it's like uh, so many different ones to choose from. Like you could get one, you could get one every day for the next week, and then never be the same. Possibilities are endless. Right. Ooh, so what are we sipping on here? KBS. I got a CBS in the fridge. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, we got uh, four here. Did you want to try oh. some of this? I'm all right. Yeah, he I mean, doesn't really like beer. That's not, why he not, brought the not cider. particularly on my palate. Oh, man, that's Definitely okay. Yeah, that, I wasn't trying to leave him out. I thought that was yours. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, just fuck your friend, Monty, all right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I, just, I know, <laughs> I know better. Yeah, I try no, to get him to drink real. beers all the time, and he's always like, no, I'm like, but it's so good. He's uh, like, uh, has he got a cider? You know, I, I, won't, I won't appreciate it as much as you will, so I feel like I'd be wasting it. Yeah, you should at least take a sip just to make sure you don't like it. I mean. But it's it's KBS. So the Kentucky breakfast out, but it's the espresso version. Ooh. So they took it out of the barrel and put it on a whole bunch of espresso coffee beans. Okay. I saw this one when I picked up the Canadian one, the one that has the maple. Yeah. Yeah. Smells good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Cheers. 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 There it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's tasty. I love Definitely. it. It's got a really strong coffee note to it. That's if really you, nice. If you like I black coffee, you might like it. It's weird. It has like how um, iced coffee sometimes like coats of, my mouth a little bit different. Yeah. And that's what this is doing. So considering you don't really like beer, that's... I mean, what do you that, think? That, that's pretty damn good, honestly. You like it's, coffee? It's really just like, you know, <laughs> get one of those nitro brew coffees from Starbucks or something. At a do you want some? Hint of alcohol. I think I'm all right good. for now. I'm going to finish this cider first. Yeah. So okay. what kind of cider are you sipping on just so we can know that? Um, right now, right now I got the um, Seattle Cider Company. They did a cider summit reserve, mm. so they did a collaboration. I'm not exactly sure who they did it with, but uh, it's just a different blend of apples from across the country or th- the state. state. Yeah. Yep, state. Okay, so maybe it's a collab of different apple companies. I believe right. so. Who knows? That and techniques. So. Gotcha. That's fun. Like, we are so, the, we are the apple stage. Monty just hit the blunt for the first time. How's that pair? What's that pair He's like? Mixing it with the beer, looking good. He's he's off a yeah. It's like yeah. He, he, we got, we got this not like, approval. This is like the zone I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> just rich coffee beer, barrel aged taste. Yep. And fucking dank OG bud. I mean. Yeah, like if this was the only thing I had for beer and and smoke in like an on an island, 
I would just be like, I'd be like, at All least right. I have beer and smoke at on least this I island. Have, at least I have this. Yeah. When they I mean, find me, they find me. Your glass is half full. Right? Yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, we're going to, we'll, we'll make it to the end of life on this setup. Yeah. <laughs> You're down to the last drop and you just break the bottle and slit your throat with it. Like, no, it's it. like, it's like I could keep producing this beer, but this was the only flavor, you know? Oh, okay. So a never ending supply. Yeah. Of this the only beer strain you got is this wheat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be, I'd be just good to go. I'd be like, gotcha. this, is, this is fine. This yep. is fine now. Fair it's like you. it's like when your cat or your animal, or your dog, whatever they're like, eating the same fucking kibbles every day. They're like, this is just life. Yeah. Oh, I'm really hungry, pops. You know, yeah. like, let me get Ooh, some, some of that same, great kibble. That same shit I eat every day. I'd really Can love some of stuff? that. I'm super hungry. Ten years worth of this stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Hell yeah. Starve yourself long enough. A cracker's a feast. <laughs> so we we almost never pair ciders with our. Uh, Smoke, you'll have to tell us kind of like what the advantages are in that realm because we're always talking about like how the coffee really cuts through the, the mix or the, mm-hmm. the roasted yeah. flavors match or the bourbon, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like ciders would be a great thing to pair up with like maybe like a, I don't know, like I feel like kind of like sativas. I feel like I any, I feel like that. strains that have more pinene, like lemonine, sour diesel um, and a cider diesel, sounds that'd good. be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like the more like a kind of like, you know, how we were doing IPAs and dabs and stuff like that, like. That's kind of that's kind. Of, I feel like that's kind of in the realm of what what's going on there. Um, what's it? I was just talking to a uh, a glass blower at the hype house uh, a few weeks ago, and he brews his own cider nice. and blows his own that's glass. Dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Something I've been wanting to get into is making my own cider. There's just so many fruits out there that you can. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Like we've been talking about, it's. And I like. I'm, uh, I had a really good passion fruit cider ooh, from uh, Reverend Nat. That sounds great. Nathaniel's, yeah. Reverend Nathaniel's, or something. They make really good ciders. Kind of expensive, but mm-hmm. fuck, that's good. I think that's what the uh, the blood orange one that I got was. That's that, that was sounds in the super fridge. good. Yeah. Fuck blood orange cider. Mm. I like blood orange flavor. So good. Yeah. I second. Okay. I second this, I like this combination. With, uh, <laughs> like yeah, dude. Right. This is some <laughs> rich shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rich combo. Woo! That it, now tell me that OG's not like better than you were t- like because I was getting like a feeling of like man it's all right no it no 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 so like my thing is like I, I I guess I haven't I didn't feel like that it was super like for instance compare it to uh, the Khal- the Kush from Top Cut um, that's special case maybe but like like a special case uh, sure what's the genetics of of, uh, of dedication uh it's it's here. It's hard to find. It's not everywhere. I found it on this one website. Uh, so what are you saying is a special case? I'm sorry. Respect OG version Khalifa 2, Kush. which is underdog OG and SFG times triangle Kush and Larry F7. Okay. Interesting. So say that again. There's some underdog OG SFG crossed with triangle Kush Larry. Underdog SFV triangle Kush Larry. Yeah, in a nutshell. That's like the easy way okay. to say it. What is underdog? Is that chem dog type world? I I assume so. Underdog OG. Yeah, probably so. It's, it's a lot of cushiness. It's, it definitely is. Yeah, it's a, it reminds me of like if Wi-Fi was better. Okay. I haven't smoked Wi-Fi in a long time. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like exactly right. Sometimes Wi-Fi is really fire. Done, done right. Done right. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I think this reminds me of. Like, like check it out. I mean, the nug structure is kind of similar a little bit. Tell has, me that doesn't kind of like so it, reminisce it, on Wi-Fi a little. It reminds me. So I used to get this stuff back in the day that was like a, a Wi-Fi Rascal OG. Oh, and that's yeah. what this is reminding me a lot of. The structure, maybe not so much, but that smell. 
the flavor, I definitely feel that. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, "There's a great combo right here." And that I just dope? sipped with the <laughs> damn. I think every single one of us had a, had a genuine reaction to this combination. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I so my thing about the dedication OG, I guess, and maybe it's because I just. Uh, I don't know, because I smoked blunts of it, and I smoked bong rips of it, and everything kind of like that. I just didn't find it to have, like, I would say, it's if, if 10 was going to be that something on its own, like, it's got it's got that that super uniqueness quality to offer to it. Yeah. It's like a 7. I see that it's not that unique. However, there's not a lot of cushions that have this exact taste either. Like no, it, it's maybe, true. Maybe, maybe there's, like, 15 different cushions in the past, like a Wi-Fi or something that, that hit on the same note. Mm-hmm. But like I wouldn't know where who has a good one right now if I wanted to taste that spectrum. Sure, I will say Freddy's definitely has Kush in the bag. I mean, they that's, have a lot of good strains. Like that. I, if I need a Kush, I know that they're always going to have one for me. Whereas other other people, you know, they switch through so many, it's hard. Yeah, um, their pirate's they're booty consistent. is really good. Mm. It's like yes. a triangle crossed with something or other, and the triangle comes in strong. It's got that kind of purple accent, real dark and. Okay. Just good. Nice. It does kind of have that where it doesn't burn. Like this is nice white ash. It kind of burns darker ash and doesn't want to stay lit, but it tastes good and it gives you fucking like really high. I was gonna say sometimes weed that doesn't want to stay lit just is so resinous that it's it's kind of dense weed. I don't think it should have black ashes though. No, definitely not. Yeah, weed should not burn black. And that that kind of brings us up on some of the stuff we were gonna talk about today. Having a grower in the house, we're gonna kind of talk about some growing techniques and kind of just like divulge some of the general. You know, it's not like we're all like experts here, but I think we know enough accumulatively to kind of give people a lot of what not to do. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I hear well, that. I think also, like, I don't know. I, just, I, I, just a nutshell, I guess, like an outline of kind of what are some of the general techniques that are used right. these days and by these, you know, massive companies all the way down to like, you know, closet grows. For sure. So, I think some of the reason also, too, is like maybe some of the context behind like why these techniques are popular or why you would use these techniques. Definitely. Yeah. The the pros and cons of maybe different techniques even. But um yeah, so no need to talk about what we're gonna talk about. Let's just talk about it. That's what I'm saying. So uh, what's your favorite <laughs> uh, growth style? Like what's your That's... favorite medium? And and when I say medium, that means like what kind of substrate, what kind of like is it a soil medium? Like what are your roots in? So maybe let's give a little base kind of rundown on some of the vocabulary we're gonna use. Right, exactly. So the four different kind of growth styles we're gonna talk about right now are hydroponic aeroponic soil just dirt old school and then we're going to try to touch on some deep water culture but i don't know how much of it that's kind of a it kind of briefly gets touched on with hydroponics it's a a little bit different but uh and so those are the four main category types of growing so with that said you know hydroponic is when you're using a medium that the plants are planted in or rooted the, in it's a liquid the medium, plants right? get most of their nutrients from the water solution right. um, versus Correct. like soil where they get most of their nutrients from the actual soil and the biome you're creating or aeroponics where they're getting it more from an aeration method or like a, a fog if you will 
So how do you how do you how would you describe a biome or like a fog specifically? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> so a biome is kind of like it, you. There are biomes all over nature. I mean, you've got biomes in your gut. It's, it's just like, like an it's, it's right? a bacterial environment that produces you know um, all kinds of nutrients that the plant uptakes versus you know um, uh, having no biome. Whereas the the bacteria, you're not feeding the bacteria to create the nutrients. You're just giving the plant its nutrients directly. Right. I, I think what right. I understand Putting, is like... So uh, something I think a lot of people may know is like having worms in your soil creates... Definitely. As they eat your soil, they're creating more nutrients as they shit it out, exactly. basically. And that's creating a certain biome in, in that. You um, hear uh, microhorizae a lot, microhorizae or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like beneficial bacteria that go around in there and... Mm-hmm. Consume the nutrients, you know. It's, it's yeah, essentially it's like they fart out and they crap out all of this delicious stuff for the plants, and yeah. the plants are just like nom 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 nom. nom. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, or just, maybe even put it in other terms, like how uh, a lot of people are doing different, like um, probiotics for their stomachs. Absolutely, mm-hmm. exactly. That's creating a, a good yep. yogurt, like your kombucha, things like that. Anything yeah. fermented, really. Definitely. Yeah, you're creating a good stomach biome there, mm-hmm. to where you're doing the same thing. And and creating that stomach biome, you're you're digesting things that your body reacts to, creating the positive things. So in soil, you're putting things in there that create an, a rea- a positive reaction, nutrient wise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's uh, like because I've I've dealt a little bit with the stuff with doing the you know fish tank things. It's mm-hmm. beneficial bacteria to basically establish the ecosystem to kind of help uh, you know take care of certain nutrients that mm-hmm. are that are bad for the for the ecosystem, and then also uh, allow other nutrients to take place mm-hmm. as well so like, it's it's interesting pick, picking up the 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 slack on some of the nutrients that you're not able to provide to the plant directly exactly. compared to hydro then you're just feeding it straight up the nutrients are just dissolved in the water and yeah. you're, you're putting yep. the roots in the water somehow whether it's you know you're, there's a there's a ton of different things that'll hold the roots whether it's rock mm-hmm. wool or cocoa core you know you name it there yeah. i mean every company's cocoa, got something cocoa core is shredded coconut husks basically mm-hmm. and you use that kind of like a dirt but it has a zero nutrient value and zero so, ph as well yeah and so if it's been washed you got to watch it i've had where yeah, uh, you got to rinse it yeah some of them aren't real well rinsed and a lot of them come from like they're coconuts so they come from near the ocean and all that sea breeze will actually salt the fuck out of the ocean mm-hmm. or the coconut husk mm-hmm. and you can get a really salty high ph really bad oh, wow. salt build or up low ph actually block out nutrients yeah, yeah. i've, I've I think it was, man, I wish I could remember the ratio of water to gallons, like a gallon of water per gallon of soil that I would rinse it with, or two to one, or oh, something wow. like that. When I would, because it was basically when you would grow, for go cocoa. to the, gro- yeah, for yeah, cocoa, yeah. you would go to the grocery store and it's like, this bag's $50 and this bag's $30. Okay, I only need one bag, so I'm going to grab the good shit, but I need six bags today. So I'm going to have to go ahead and get the bargain stuff and spend yeah. the time rinsing it myself and getting it ready. And that that was kind of the difference in what I would have to do. Mm-hmm. I loved cocoa. It was so cool. Like I, uh, I was growing very discreet and to get dirt into your fucking apartment is like kind of <laughs> ridiculous, right? What, right. Are you, what are you doing, brother? Yep. And uh, with these cocoa blocks, they would compress this shit into these like hard little cubes mm. that weren't like, they're about the size around as like a chessboard, but as thick as the- It's like a briefcase. It, yeah, like a little briefcase yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, you could easily put it in like a tote bag. Yeah, easy. Okay. Yeah, yep. but you soak this bitch in water- and you better have like the biggest tote ever because it expands so big. <laughs> I mean, one of, like, one of those little bricks is like five to ten gallons. Worth. It's it's like three cubic feet. Wow. Yeah, it's like it's like it one of the real down big. Into ba- like yeah, like six inches by 
four inch, you right. know, like yeah. so small. They Vacuum just ceiling. blow I love up. It. Yeah, but that those stuff was dope. great. I yep. could totally see that in the, like, because I lived in a house, so I could, you know, bring in, like, well, we're just building the thing in the backyard for a garden. Right. And so when you watch it. don't ever come in my backyard and <laughs> not see a garden. <laughs> and so when you're watching that, all you have to do is just supply, like, you rinse it off with water and then just kind of, like. If let, you buy uh, the nice brands, it's fairly well washed. And yeah. you can um, you can run some water through it and do a pH test on the solution. Mm-hmm. pH in cannabis is really important because, like, we talked about the, uh, the all those biome. nutrients, they're, they're a you know, either you have that biome and you need the pH to be right for all those organisms to live. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the roots have to be in a specific pH to really absorb nutrients. If it's too high or too low, they just can't absorb it. It's really crazy. Mm-hmm. The they same thing, thing happens in your, in your own block. Yeah. You get nutrient block and the same thing happens within your own body as well. I mean, if you think about it, plants are very similar to humans in that way. Um, I mean, we all uptake nutrients and we all need all of these nutrients. So we find the best method to do that. And plants have found certain pHs in different mediums that they can uptake best at. Like if you have soil, your pH needs to be a little bit higher for that biome to propagate and also for the plant to uptake. But when you go down to hydro, I mean, you drop your pH um, almost like a whole point below that so i mean it just depends on you can kind of you have to kind of feel what that specific strain needs as far as ph Mm -hmm. goes yeah i understand that totally what's it uh especially like if you guys ever followed like health fitness kind of stuff like that whenever you're taking protein or if you're doing any kind of uh, supplement for any kind of nutrient like that in the same reason in the same kind of respect your body can only digest uh, a certain amount of that per hour so like in your your digestive tract is going to work no matter what so it's not like it's going to hold on to the part that it didn't digest until it can digest it it's just going to pass it so like those people that like you know like you've even watched like old school Arnold Schwarzenegger do do his uh, like interviews and stuff like that talking about his protein intake he'd take a gram of protein per pound of muscle that he had and Whoa. that's just not healthy in any respect because your body <laughs> your body can only uptake I think about 28 to about 34 grams Probably per per two hours healthy poops though right, right. yeah his yeah. his shit was solid <laughs> <laughs> like his shit had muscles <laughs> yeah <laughs> he had a gram of poop for every muscle <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, that, I think that's, that's, that's crazy. You know, it's, I find that, uh, that, that parallel would be very interesting. All right. So now we've kind of laid a baseline down of hydroponic versus soil there and like aeroponic and deep water culture both fall under hydroponic. So maybe we'll touch on that later. Whatevs. But, uh, so what, what was, is your preferred grow method? Um, personally, I like hydroponics. Um, I would always do a cocoa core and perlite mix and perlite is essentially just a porous kind of rock substance. Those, those white rocks. Yeah. That you the see white rocks kind of like turns to dust if you crumple it up. Yeah. But, um, but you I get would them do a lot in just commercial soil from low commercial soil from Lowe's. Yep. I mean, if you get like soil, you you see those little white specks in there. That's usually perlite. Yeah. Um. So I would usually I would say it perlite. Me too. Perlite, perlite. I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is 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 the uh, the surface area or the uh, I guess the porousness of that 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 medium important? Um. Yes, because it it so essentially it allows water to pass through quicker and it doesn't hold water. So um, if you use just straight cocoa core, you're going to have a little bit of residual water that sticks around, kind of just like with soil. It doesn't evaporate as quickly. So when you it's kind of spongy. The yes. cocoa core is kind of spongy. Gotcha. Kind of spongy. It's real spongy. It's really, yeah. right. it's, yeah. really yeah. it's basically a sponge. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. It'll, it'll hold on to all that water. So when you add perlite, it, uh, it 
essentially decreases how much water sticks around in the the in the the pot so you can water more often so the plant can uptake quicker and it gets more aeration and you don't have to worry about root uh root logging or water logging your plants so you're not going to suffocate them with all this residual water that just sits around inside that pot yeah. Okay. Um, and then when we talk about pots, I honestly prefer to have the uh, the the cloth pots. Okay. Um, it really allows a lot more aeration, and I mean, roots love air. Yeah. I mean, roots it's, want it's amazing oxygen. how much air they love, considering they live underground. So I mean, they use the cloth pots, and it gives that aeration. And then you use the cocoa core perlite mix, and it's you. I mean, I water sometimes twice a day. Um, you just kind of keep your PPMs a little bit lower so that you're not creating all this salt buildup with your nutrients and you don't use as high synthetic nutrients. And when he says PPMs, he's talking about parts per million. And I think that's like the two biggest things with your watering is your, uh, what we're talking about, yep. is pH and parts per million. And that means how much nutrients are in your water solution. You can yep. measure that with like a little uh, electronic tool. Is highly it, is recommend like a TDS meter or something like it's that. A, if you yeah, if you if you grow, I highly recommend you always pick up a pH meter and a ppm meter. Absolutely. Um, with the could, pH meter, you can get away with the water testing kit where you mm-hmm. it's a color drop solution where you have a little vial and you put a little bit of your runoff water. If right. you're doing you soil, that, hydroponics it, is a little more. Um, you need to be a little more meticulous with your. You're a little more dialed in with yeah. hydroponic. So, I mean, uh, Blue Lab makes a great, they make a combo pen or they make the separates individual. It, it, I mean, the combo pen works just as well if you're just doing a home grow or something. But it's it's very crucial to know what your plant yeah. is living in. And I've noticed that a lot of the nutrient companies will tell you to hit them with like 1,200 parts per million. And unless you're growing just the most insane, vigorous indica that just really can handle a, uh, just, you know, a real just big plant. It full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, most plants will burn a fu- burn them yeah. really bad. Mm-hmm. Like giving too much in- uh, nutrients to a plant just turns them crispy. Especially they, all they, these. They get ex- brittle and just turn to fucking dust damn near. Yeah. Especially all these new, these new genetics that are so bred out that, you know, I mean, they, any wrong nutrient that you get from it is going to cause some, some serious issues. Would you say that, yeah. mo- oh, this is kind of a random question, maybe a little bit off topic. Would you say that most of these strains that we're growing right now are only viable in a laboratory setting or viable in like these kind of like settings like this? Or would you say no. that they're, I mean, they, they, grow, out, they can grow anywhere outdoor and they go the, fucking crazy. To the extent that their, that their, their potential is supposed to be, I guess, the way, the way they were supposed, they were bred to be. So I guess the way they were, asking. they no. were bred to be, I think is, I mean, some of these strains are bred to be outdoors. Some of these strains are bred to be indoors. It kind of just depends on the breeding company themselves i have the feeling that if you went to the climates that land race genetics come like if you just threw a bunch of random seeds out there of like the dankest og kush back into some fucking hills of india or some shit where plants grow readily i'm sure that they would males and females would just adapt to that ecosystem right now and grow Mm -hmm. perfectly and year after year they would sprout more offspring and just mix yeah sure i'm pretty damn sure as long as the climate was reasonable to what they're they come from there's Mm -hmm. no reason why not Definitely. Okay. Grows like a weed. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, the plants will outlive us all. Yeah. They, they produce seeds just so easily. Right. And so many, you know, they love so sex. like, yeah. And like just, you know, every plant could have hundreds of seeds and that falls in one spot. And if you have a field of them, that's, you know, thousands of seeds and maybe not, but one or two in the thousand is going to be able to adapt, but it will. And if one is a male, it's going to spread pollen to like 50 plants around it and make another 5,000 seeds and then mm-hmm. boom again. And it doesn't destroy the soil that it propagates in. I mean, it's 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 got a nice turnover as far as um, a lot of these plants, if you go through one crop, it's going to destroy the soil and you can't use it again because it's just too acidic or something like that. But mm-hmm. cannabis is a very 
It's actually it's a an filter. eco-friendly plant. It's, a, it's I've, been, I've been told it's like a filter. Like mm-hmm. they actually used the cannabis to uh, filter out some of the uh, radiation fields in, mm-hmm. in Chernobyl. I, I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. Keep seeing, plants. Damn, keep that would be articles about weed. a fungus that's been eating California, bro. <laughs> no. No, I don't been, know, dude. I, a it, fungus that's been what? eating California. There, there, if you look, <laughs> if you look, if you look, going at, okay, okay, this is random. There's a, the world's, giant, the world's largest, largest yeah. the world's largest mushroom, the world's largest fungus, essentially. The it's, large, it's world's largest living organism, and it's it's living the in world's, it's living in a forest in California that's just slowly destroying all the forest. It's so pretty, it's the pretty fungus is the largest. I thought the largest was that uh, that that forest in Siberia or something like that that I, had that shared the root mass. No, it's, it's I don't the, it, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I couldn't say specific. Okay, so this is the largest fungus. I maybe not say okay. the largest living organism, but yeah, yeah, I mean it would make sense. I mean, it, because it is a fungus, the spores count as individual. So that would be mm-hmm. a pretty well, least it's, it, it's large. crazy too, dude. Like the thing is, it, the, the the thing is infecting like throughout the veins of trees and root systems and stuff like that, all the way throughout different. Oh, different parts of the oh, forest. Man. It's just like gnarly. It's gnarly. Cam's Mushrooms is a whole other topic, that, man. I, I saw, I, yeah, I saw that thing on YouTube and I was like, okay, let's click this bitch. Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's um, something to get lost in. Another uh, style of growing or a style within growing is uh, kind of like how you train your plants. And so, you know, it's kind of like a you, uh, low stress trellis, training. I've heard or, mainlining, um, LSTing, scrogging, yeah. sea of green, LST. Yeah, scrog is popular. That's screen, uh, screen of green. Screen of green. And then sea of green is so like sea of green is you take say a, a four by four space and instead of putting four plants in there, you'd put forty much smaller plants and that, that, was that my creates favorite. your sea of green <laughs> essentially. Mm. Um, and then scrog, which is screen of green, is essentially taking the same process. Maybe not as many plants, but you put a little bit of a trellis or some uh, like fishing line over top of it, and yeah, you kind of yeah, you train it to grow in that. So as soon as it gets too tall, you kind of just tuck it back underneath the screen, so you produce a much more even canopy, right. and you don't have mm. a bunch of random shoots coming up and taking off, and you have to worry about them burning up and the other ones not getting as much. And, and you can less work to like uh, hold them up because a lot of these genetics nowadays, like what you were saying, will they propagate on their own? Mm-hmm. Some of these genetics don't really stand up on their. Own. like the mm-hmm. buds are made to swell so large but they've been staked up for so many years mm-hmm. and the way that they're held up their whole life like by the time they get huge nugs they'll just fucking tip over and collapse right. they'll just break off yeah and that might not yep. be a bad thing if you're in the wild <coughs> and you're already seated because fuck it you're gonna yeah, lay down exactly. and die anyway but when it comes to like making dank bud a lot of really dank bud you have to put some sort of trellis yeah, or bamboo uh, stakes bamboo or yeah. well, a lot of that is also the environment that we grow them in because we grow them in such windless environments that we yeah. don't have heavy winds blowing on them to strengthen the stalk yeah, so living that's... out in the wild you're going to have all of these things brushing up on you wind constant changes going on so it's going to sturdy the stalk a lot yeah, it more creates a lot thicker stock when mm-hmm. you have that's why we always made sure we had a lot of fans going yep. in there to create we wanted the plants always moving, creating Constantly. a little bit more, and that uh, also helps in the prevent mold attaching. To yeah, it. Yep. Too. yeah, yeah. The mo- lots of benefits. Benefits of uh, having a lot of fans going in there. I mean, you see outdoor plants. You look Heat at those pockets. stalks; they're as thick as your arm, man. Right. Beasts. All right, you guys, all ready for the next the next round what of you, uh, what you got, homie? Blenderino. Let's do it. Oh shit! What is this? Do it to it, Lars. <laughs> I sat there all long time looking for something that was uh, ten minutes at least. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have a sixty dollar budget, and I want something I've not tried that's like cask strength, at least one hundred and ten or better proof. 
Ay, ay, ay. And I wanted bourbon. Gave him parameters. Yeah, I had he, parameters. Yep. And I sat there and looked and looked and looked and finally found one. But this one's interesting. It's uh, So it is cask strength. It's from Infuse Spirits. Uh, it's made with oak staves. But it's a uh, small batch bourbon, and it says they put... Uh, it was infused with French oak, Oloroso sherry, and ex-bourbon casks until balanced and smooth. It's, Casky. The color of this whiskey is interesting. It is dark. Like, very it dark. Is. Yeah, it, looks like, it looks like it, cold brew coffee. It, 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 it looks like it dark looks, rum. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like Kraken almost. Yep, that, that's yeah. what I thought when I saw the bottle. Monty pulled it up. I'm like, no, I'm not well, drinking Kraken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and sherry casks, I mean, that's a wine. That's like that dark kind of like, you know, wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Real dark rich wine. wine. So interesting. Sitting I'm in that wine. is going to do that to it. Yeah. It's very so, interesting. So what kind of casks were it in again? Sherry? French oak. Which French is like oak. French oak would be like cognac. Okay. Casks are like brandy style casks. Okay. And then ex bourbon casks, which right. is like yep. they re-aged it. And then uh Oloroso Sherry. Gotcha. That's cool. And then they blended those together to make a nice little blend. We'll see. Oh, this is gonna be good. Mm. Monty always comes through with these like fucking something, something a little wild, something kind, of, something to like. I feel like I would have sat I, through that same amount of time and not came up with something as cool. So the best is when you're in festival season, you're three days deep, and most people have run out of alcohol, and you're kind of just on the dregs of your beer and you know whatever well vodka you've got, and then Monty's like, "So I've got this stuff." And you're like, <laughs> oh man, you know it's good. If Monty's right. cracking it out day three, uh, mm-hmm. He's like, that I don't know nice. if you're gonna want it, want this, but here it is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's <I'm> wild. <laughs> yeah, people aren't ready for the like 110 proof fucking rye or whatever the hell After I got in my flask. Of fucking... Yeah, <laughs> three days of just I'm getting like, trashed. They're like, nothing's gonna hit me. Monty's like, oh, it's like I got no I got idea. something that's gonna fuck right? you. In the ass. I got a blunt full of diamonds and this 110 proof <laughs> yeah. high end whiskey. You think this Saturday was going to go well, but really you're just going to go to sleep. <laughs> you might even have a stomach ache. It has a, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the color is basically ugly. Yeah, it, it's it fucking looks, caramel looking. It, it looks honestly like looks like Coca Cola. Yeah. yeah, it looks yeah. like. It looks like Coca Cola from yesterday that ice cubes are melted in. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. it does. Doesn't smell bad. No. It smells sweet. Kind of has like I would say it does. Smells good. I'm gonna say good it doesn't have something. Ugh, Ooh, that's know. smooth. What is it? One twenty. One sixteen. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't tell. No, wow, that is not a different. At all. That's no. very interesting. It, I can taste. I can taste a little bit of this, like the tanniness or like I don't know. It's something sweet and smooth and. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is different. Oh, definitely. I like it. I'm not a, I, I don't enjoy darks, but I could, you know, I could definitely sip the on this. The sherry cask really is strong in that. Yeah, I can taste I can taste the wine almost. Like it's like Yeah. It's that sweet. It's like almost fruity sweet. That's Ooh. that's crazy. That's very crazy. And it finishes is this 120? 16. 116. That's close enough. That's the we'll round up. That it was over just, the 5. It's joking. Incredibly smooth for being that high. That yeah. high. And I feel like it's pulling a lot of sugar out of the sherry cask, for sure. That's very sweet. Like I kind of feel like I don't like this. Like you know, how I usually would uh, like water down like a whiskey or something like that. I don't yeah. really feel like this needs that kind of uh, that kind I'll of just treatment. Do a quick water chase. Like on a it. water back would be better. <laughs> yeah, I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> Got the imperial. What do you? What this thing is? Oh yes. What is this? Describe so this, this is to a us. Two town cider house. Um, it's called Serious Scrump. It's uh, one of their imperial ciders. So it's made with ice juice. So what they do is they essentially 
I'll just read this to you. An eclectic process, an eclectic blend of apples are pressed, frozen, and slowly thawed, resulting in thick aromatic juice, which is then fermented with traditional English cider yeast. So, I mean, they freeze it before they ferment it, and they allow that slow process of thawing to extract all of those sugars out of it because, I mean, they're going to thaw differently than the water and stuff. Mm-hmm, right. And it's just, it creates a... Oh, man, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's thicker, if you will. The Interesting. Have you ever had syrupy. an ice wine before? I have not. So I might have talked to, talked to the boys about the ice wine before. <laughs> ice wine is a dessert wine. Uh, it's made from fr- uh, fresh, uh, ripened, frozen grapes. Um, it's got a lower alcohol content than wine usually does. It's a little bit thicker and kind of like the texture of it. It's very syrupy, but it's very sweet at the same time. It doesn't even, you, can, you can't really tell there's alcohol in it with uh, the flavor of it. It's like 7% alcohol per volume. Okay. Dangerous. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, very sweet, though. It's, like I said, it's a dessert wine, so it's something you kind of have after a meal or something like that. But I don't know. I kind of speculate to see if this is in the same wheelhouse. I mean, I've still mm-hmm. got that that... No, it's still it's aged still, on my tongue. That it's is still cider. Combo. It does have more body than a normal like a uh, normal cider, though, for sure. I mean, it's eleven percent too, so it's got a nice. You try? Sure, it's gonna give a, give a nice buzz. Yeah, that's actually that's really tasty. It's sweet. It doesn't have that super uh, sharp bitterness. It's mm-hmm. it's got not bitterness, but that sour note. That's delicious. It doesn't it, like it doesn't give it doesn't make me feel like I'm gonna get heartburn from that kind of cider. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, that blunt is a running. Yeah, that's gonna need some love. Yep. Oh yeah, that's tasty. It reminds me of the idea of you ever had a uh, applejack? Yes, <coughs> and that's made from uh, take cider and you freeze the fuck out of it, <coughs> and uh, when the ice forms, you can pull it out, and the alcohol then concentrates. Right. Mm-hmm. So you end up with like a really syrupy, almost like liqueur. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another. There's a beer called the Icebox. And they do the same thing. Okay. Uh, they freeze it and then extract, yeah, extract the, the water, uh, the, the water frozen out. water, and then you have like a much stronger beer. I mean, it makes uh, sense. Just the taking thing the water that content. You have out. to know about drinking that kind of stuff is you're getting so all the compounds that give you a hangover in cider, you know, they're just they're, condensed. They're condensed. Yeah. So for you know, you're you're getting more bang for your buck, but you're also getting a lot of that. It's going to uh, hit you quicker. Yeah, you're going to, well, you're going to have a worse More of them over. are going to be way more. I find that, I find the sugar content, the higher the sugar content of anything is going to really amplify that hangover. Definitely. Yeah, there's, what, I if you're drinking what called Jaeger, tanagers or something upset. like that, there's these other compounds that are created with the alcohol that are not necessarily as good for your body. And it has a lot to do, like when you make uh, liquor, they split the heads from the tails and the mids. So when you're distilling and you're, evaporating off in the still you know you're like boiling the heads, them, from, the, the heads from the tails from the mids yeah so basically like as you're distilling you're pulling out the first layer and it's it's like toxic okay and then the, you you know you want the middle section that's okay. the good ethanol okay in the in the process of pulling it out you need like a good like filter. like a density like, like are we talking about like the density of the fluid like you're talking about the like the layers like if they could separate in a certain sense the they sep- wouldn't they don't separate as far as like like oil and water do in a solution but they'll they'll come out at different rates as you increase the temperature 
Okay. So the volatile, like, like di- so distillation during distillation. Yeah, they're distilling it. Yeah. So the first compounds come off, sort of like terps right. come off yeah. first. No, I had some friends making like um, moonshine. Right. That first exactly. shit, you had to just they just were throwing you have that to shit get out. away. Yeah, the head. They just were fucking. fucking stupid. That'll like, kill you. Some you'll, liquid you'll, was you'll coming out. And they were just throwing it out and throwing it out and throwing it out. It's very dangerous. And yeah. then they got to a certain point, and and it was like. Okay, yeah, now this is where we can start fucking with this shit. And that's where you get to the middle section, and that's the good stuff. And then with whiskey, you leave in the tails, whereas, like, vodka and the, like, cleaner spirit chasing, like gin and such, you only want the mids. But with, uh, like, bourbon and stuff that's going to be barrel-aged, leaving those tail-end components help pull out flavors from the barrel. Okay. Anyways, that was a total segue, but this when you're freezing that shit and coming like from from uh you know, you're condensing that probably the shit liquors that are oh, naturally man. produced I'm by the cider. I'm to really get fucked up, You man. still had the beer, right? Welcome back. Hit the blunt, take a sip of the whiskey, hit the blunt, take a drink of the beer. It's 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 all it's, it's all, all there. there. It's all there. <laughs> hit the blunt. It's a new version of the strikeout. Infused spirits. Take oh, a, I've never heard take of Take a drink guys. of the whiskey. Hmm? Amazing. Oh, man. It's amazing, dude. There's like all kind of vanilla going on now. <clears throat> it's, and... dark, it's creamy. Ooh. I don't know how to describe this whiskey, except for it's something. It, it's it's unique for sure. Monty always yeah. finds them. Yeah. He found, some, he, found, he found something good. Diamonds in the rough. You that was, was a pretty a big wall he had to choose from, too. Yeah. I kind of feel like the the... Okay, so for me, like whenever I'm buying a bottle of whiskey... Depending on what I'm looking for, I feel like that the price point is kind of indicative of kind of where you're more or less going to be getting in flavor, um, a little bit. Um, look at all the uh, smoke coming out of my look at all the know. smoke coming out of my glass. <laughs> <laughs> Smoked porter <laughs> or stout. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, these are all just amazing flavors. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I think let me, let me let me rephrase. I think the balance of flavor. Let me say that. Um, I, I think, think no. I, it's just that once you start spending more money, you can choose where you want to take the flavor. So at the base rate, bourbon is just kind of bourbon. Got you. And then see, once, that's the thing. That's the difference. Why you pay more? Because then you get, yeah, see? You get to take it on a, on a flavor journey, right? So like, you know, is it a, do you want a barrel proof thing? Do okay. you want, do you want a high rye bourbon where like they're putting more rye in it? How many years do you want the, it to be air, aged. barrel aged? That's a lot of it. Like the older it is, um, the mash bill, yeah. all these kind of, there's a, like a ton of different things, um, you know, a single barrel. So, like, a lot of these whiskeys Do you like from, a single barrel or a blend more? I like the single barrel more. Okay. I find the single barrels have a little more spice, a little more bite. They do, yeah. And that's often because they're coming right out of the barrel, so they're not they're not diluted like the regular one that's blended and diluted. Right. I, f- I find the blends typical. are a little bit more balanced. They, they, they try to blend it to balance it out, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just like as you spend more money, you can get more eclectic profiles. Sure. And then yeah. you got to figure out what you want. Like some bourbons to me are just kind of like, you can spend a lot of money on a bourbon to me that is just like, it's kind of tastes watered down. Like, yeah, it's really smooth. Maybe it's good for like the right person, but that's it's, not what I will want to spend sure. a lot of money it's on. It's a really smooth Jack Daniels or not even Jim Jack. B, I don't know. Like, I really, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's Maker's hard to explain, Mark or, but yeah. you know what I mean? You pay for your palate. I'd, I have a hard time with, with those cheaper whiskeys, honestly. Like I actually don't think they taste that, that great. I think they taste right. Kind Those of, are made uh, to just get mixed with a Coke or a. There's a few that are decent uh, for cheap, like um, 
I like Bullets Buffalo Trace. Good. Bullets okay. Um, Buffalo Trace is pretty good, and Woodford Larceny. Woodford Reserve's not bad either. Woodford Reserve, Knob Creek. Those Knob are all Creek. pretty Knob decent. Knob Creek. I would say that that twenty to twenty five dollar, maybe thirty dollar bottle is not not a bad buy for the most part. What, what was like? I don't know exactly, but the Angel's Envy. That's a really great mix, really mixing whiskey. That's an expensive bottle, though. Is it? Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's not the rye is like a hundred dollar bottle basically, but that one's maybe like a fifty or sixty. Okay. After tax. All right. Interesting. Yeah, it's about where it's it's <coughs> about where this caliber is. Okay. I love that Angel's Envy, dude. It's so good. I only break it out every once in a while. See, and that's where we're talking about. That's a port barrel aged. Yeah, port wine barrel aged. Yeah, so kind of the same, a little bit in the it, same family. Taking it to that kind of next level. So that's really what you get by spending more money. Is you know something something yep. different. So uh, let's get back to the growing stuff a little bit. Did you? Uh, Damn it. Uh, what, it! What was going on? We there? missed that. He's trying to give you all his whiskey. Yeah, he's like, let, let me pour my whiskey, whiskey so I can pour some vodka. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Shoot that shit. Come on, bro. Um, We're twisting and talking here. So, did you ever use any of the scrog Darks, techniques? Man. Or... <laughs> Is that a racist? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you just make me so emotional. <laughs> they just, they tap into my feels. Did you ever do scrog? Um. Yes. Absolutely. Um. That's my one of my favorite methods. Yeah. Um, just throwing a, a just like a plastic net over top of it. The best part I feel about scrog is that well you even out the top good. colas the what happens with that is you um you even out the hormone because the top cola has a certain hormone that um essentially creates it, it allows that top cola to grow fastest and most prominent so when you even out all the top colas with that net you spread that hormone throughout all those colas and you kind of even the plant out. So, you know, you know, sometimes you see pictures of that one top cola that just looks amazing. Well, mm-hmm. when you scrog it out, all of your top colas look that amazing. That's what I was going to say. It balances the nutrient Could uptake. you get like some, because like when you get to 25, you know, a quarter to a third way down the plant, that's when you start getting the buds start getting a little looser. Then halfway yep. down the plant, it gets even worse. And, you know, yep. and, and, and what, that makes it to where like the top third of the plant is then exposed all to the light, creating more just top colas mm-hmm. going down, down the branch. You, you so, even like, out you the t- light if you, source. If you take a branch and just like bend it on its side, all those nugs that are exposed to the light now, now turn into top colas as opposed to being a little bit shaded. Absolutely. And not being able to get, be Because the plant will always want to grow up. So if you take that top cola and you lay it on its side nicely, of course, you don't want to snap the branch, but you know, you, you weave it nicely over time. Uh, it's always going to want to grow up. So it's then going to start growing sideways, technically, on the plant. And that's going to create every little branch that was coming off of that top cola is now going to be a top cola, just like you were saying. Yeah. So speaking of bending plants sideways, I have a, I have a little surprise here. And what I ha- so fuck, I'm kind of getting loaded. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. all catching you know. up. Oh. Yeah, no, this stuff's good. Get, so getting good. What I got is some glukies. Glookies. Oh, shit. Glookies. Glookies from whom? Black market. Oh. Medical market. Medical market. Medical market. All Glookies. Right. I don't know if it's going to smell as good in that jar. Uh, no, it smells it as good in the jar. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. I miss so, this shit. When I, oh, man. So what it was was my... So somebody was doing some work for somebody who is growing this, and they got paid in weed, and so I got me just a little bit of it. Oh. It was no. great because I got I was, I was just getting ready to head out the door to go to the, to go to work to buy weed for the trip to Arizona. Yeah. And I got the call like, "Hey, I got uh, 
I got yeah. some of this if you want to buy it instead. <laughs> oh my like, god, yes. yes. Yeah, so we're gonna smoke that. Should we smoke that, that next? Some real shit. But right when there. I was getting it, he was telling me about is- his first grow, and he lived in a van. And he, you know, he hooked up a bed in there and mm-hmm. rose it up, and then he was growing under his bed. My man. But he put the lights sideways at one end, and mm-hmm. then grew the plants sideways towards the light, instead yeah. of the plants being or the lights being above it. They'll always grow towards the light. And so it grew all sideways towards the light, and he got some fire ass weed. Another thing about growing sideways gravity. plants, fuck it, dude. Yeah. It, it, well, it it also evens out the nutrient uptake. So <laughs> the, the bottom, plants... the bottom of the colas were way fucking <laughs> denser than the tops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say the left side of the cola is way denser than the right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is some leftist weed, guys. <laughs> I, want yeah, that, so I want that right side. We're gonna roll this shit up. Oh my god, this is gonna it. be dank. I'm excited for that. So oh, this man. is coming from Rasta T. Glue. I mean, so, glue has a way of always getting me. Do we uh, do we smoke any more of this dedication? Let's, we, let, me, let me roll up some of that dedication while you're doing this one, or, 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 or vice I mean, versa. Like, what, what do we? Uh, I'm just saying, like, am I rolling up some dedication? How and much we of that do we got left? There's a lot of weed here too. Still got the whip. Still got. Well, yeah. I mean, I could, like a blunt and a half, maybe. All right. So should I roll? I up, should I roll? Should I roll up some dedication for later, and you roll up that one for now? Yeah. Or should I, I, or should, I don't know if we're high enough on dedication to okay, give a full okay, review. Okay, okay, all right. Let's do. Let's right. do one more dedication, and all then right. we'll get into the glookies. Let's save okay. the glookies for the tail end of let's the podcast. Then. Yes. Yes. But I'm excited to smoke this. So, I am too. That smells I, dang. So I end up getting like four grams of it or whatever to be able to take with me on the trip. Plus, uh, I had some of the old school Dutch treat. I had. One bowl of six one nine. Okay. Yeah. Six <laughs> I thought nine. that it was gone forever. It's back. We got it. So there was one dude that I got think giving cuts of it way back in the day. And no he was like, way. Oh, oh, nobody has it but me. I think we Here need to go, talk homie, about thanks this for a little the love bit. back in the day. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. The love Damn, comes back so around. That makes me feel fuzzy. Two hey, years did, later, mixed with that like, bourbon, I'm all fuzzy. What is? What, what, what is it? What, what, it what are we talking so about right now? Six one nine diesel OG is a cut, a specific cut of basically headband. Okay, it's so good. Oh God, headband. Where did that ever go to? Uh, it's, it's, Doghouse has got a good headband. Yeah, I have some of that at home. But it's like good. a special okay. one that came from, you know, San Diego is 619. That's the area code. Yep. And so it just was a very special cut that rumor has it a medical dispensary back in the day paid $1,000 for the cuts to bring back up here to Washington. And then then my homie was a grower for them and got paid in cuts and then... It goes so now, on from there. How Perfect. would you say it differentiates from like the 707 headband or the 818 headband? It's uh cuz I don't think I've heard of the 619. Right. Headband. Yeah, we're like the only ones that had okay, it. Okay. Um Yeah, let Monty do it. He'll be way better describing fuck, it goddamn than me. salesman. <laughs> no, I mean I like I'm not but I have no what is it? No uh recent reference or something. Not recent. No, no, I'm saying I have no uh reason credibility. To, Reason to boast it. Yeah, you got no <laughs> credibility, dog. I'm not, I'm not making any money off this shit or whatever. You know, it's not like I'm endorsed or something. No, no it's, dude. It's uh, it's just like the gassiest shit. It grows like um, like it looks like kind of like sour diesel and OG should. Okay. And it's like um, most headband looks tired. You know, when okay. you see it on the market, it kind of just looks a little tired. This has that like 
perkiness. Just greasy. Like it looks like it probably grows just fine. It's looking very like, lime mm. green. It's, it's a yeah, light, it's not dark. So weed. stinky. It's like it's like is it that like kind of foxtail, or does it stay kind of more compact? Kind of foxtelly. Okay. Yeah, that like sour D foxtail, yep. and, it, and it's just like grease the fuck out. If you have like a couple grams in your pocket, like the whole room is gonna be like, "Sup, dog." Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you see what that what you got? like? What you got? It's, it's a <laughs> very specific smell, like just slap in the face. It's oh, like man. you can, it, like there's only very few OGs that have this particular smell, and like when you have it, you feel like you have the secret golden ticket. Like to put I've it in, in perspective, ticket. when uh, mm-hmm. so the dude who used to go around and pick up all the sam- samples for Analytical 360. Like if he sees me right, if he sees me, the first questions out of his mouth is going to be, "What's up with that six one nine?" Um, we smoked it with him one time at an event that was a huge glass blowers event and, uh, Scott Deppie from mothership was there. Who's like, you know, a glass God. And he was like, dude, you got to come smoke some of this shit. You got to come smoke some of this shit. So he came over and he smoked with us and he was, he was fucking blown away to where my homeboy, Angelo, you know, Angelo, who was on mm-hmm. the podcast, he got invited up to mothership's glass blown studio oh, and we're like, they, for you know they wanted a, a QP of it back then mm-hmm. and uh, and they just basically opened up a closet door of all these these pieces that were like demos and not not sellable shit basically mm-hmm. and they were like um, just pick anything from like this third shelf up and it was like and I mean, we're talking about mothership right we're now. Talking, like, we're talking about, we're talking about this like is like the gem of the juice right now. I think, we're, I think we're talking about like the name, one of the one of the biggest name brands of glass, at right. least. I mean, like that, regard- that Fabeg they used to put out, dude. Fabeg oh. was they, 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 they did the ball rig. They also yep. did um, I like the Taurus. The Taurus, the Taurus well. was fun. Um, that was the in, internal, not yeah, the. Yeah, he got an internal Klein. That was like a, a mid-sized one. So they mm-hmm. came out with like a mini one and then they had the regular size one. And then they demoed like a, a medium size one and they decided not to mass produce it. Yeah. And so it was like not one of a kind, but one of a hundred maybe. Sure. You know what I mean? However yeah. many they decided to make and go, mm, never mind, we're not going to do that. And it had demo, like, you know how they have like the deep engraving and all their shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had demo engraved deep on the on the bottom foot thing. Yeah. And uh he ended up being able to sell it to like pay rent, like twelve hundred or something. Off a of QP, I, dude. It, these these and pieces I, I are gar- not cheap. No, and I right. guarantee. It, and it think- ended up. I think uh, last we saw, it was like going for like four thousand dollars. Somebody had oh, it. Man, in I can only imagine oh, what wow. they're going the for. The inflation nowadays. on these on these rigs yeah. is, is pretty high, especially on I would say these uh the 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 uh what's it uh, exclusive rigs too like yeah. exclu- right. like that that's an exclusive piece yeah yeah you're so not- like did you guys ever hit a ever smoke off of like hitman pieces oh yeah the funnels they had were fun yeah was it sunday cup that's that's what i that's yeah. what yeah. got right school shit. yeah i it love me some hitman <clears throat> yeah and they, they hit good and they were like they're pretty durable but it sucks that he got turned out for slapping stickers on china glass yeah. Uh, yeah. Understandable. yeah right well, but like at the same time i kind of feel like okay i, I kind of feel like a lot of people are were slapping stickers on china glass in a certain sense i mean i see you have an uncle likes ashtray i used to be the buyer for uncle likes glass their glass shop right there and uh i can vouch that a lot of it was just stickers on china glass right yeah um, that it, sucks it, I mean, it, it it i mean it is what it like is diamond yep definitely it's unfortunate, but it is. I mean, <laughs> it's not bad glass, but at the same time, it's hit or miss. Honestly, yeah. some some of these people found some good china glass to slap yeah. stickers on. But true, true. And I, let's not discount China too much. There's artists everywhere. 
There, yeah. there are artists everywhere. Absolutely. And, and the only thing that China does have a downfall on is that they, they're just hijacking trademarked uh, or trademarkers' copyright. Like you know, like right. like, yeah. like styles. They're, Support they're, they're, your local artists. That's is what, what it comes down to, to. I don't mind because like a beaker bong or a straight tube or you know, uh, we're talking like generic scientific you know, devices. Generic, yeah. generic shaped bongs that have been around forever, and I guess somebody did create those styles but you know yeah. what i mean it's still if i want generic. an art piece i'll definitely buy local right but, but if i just need like, who, a like bong. when you go in there and you see like a straight up knockoff of whatever's hot right now yeah. like mm-hmm. the the rhino ducks mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean going and see a knockoff rhino ducks it's like fuck i can't really support that or the you know whatever yeah. it is or the i've seen some Voorhees. Uh, oh my god Voorhees. Voorhees <laughs> is getting ripped oh, off like man. crazy everywhere yeah and it's horrible looking yeah it is yeah, so it's bad. terrible it's so <laughs> fucking bad dude do you have some papers? This thing got a rip in it. I think I can sell it. That's a fatty McDaddy. There, yo. there we go, homie. Asking you shall receive. All right. So uh, what do you say we start touching on New Hampshire here a little bit? Uh, well, I have a question for right. uh, for Taylor real Boom, quick. let's do it. So we talked about the grow mediums and stuff like that. Um, what is your uh, like? We we haven't touched on the lighting source or like oh, the, yeah. you know like the the that kind of thing. What what would be your favorite or preferred method to to light your grow up? So I didn't get a chance to delve into it very much, but LEDs would probably be my what my go to for lighting sources, only because you can control the spectrums that you're putting to the plants, so you can fine tune exactly what the plant is getting and when. So you can install different drivers that produce different uh, and chips that produce different spectrums. Because like during veg, um, you want a lot of blue light, and during uh, flower, you want a lot of red light. Um, but not having LEDs, I would probably say veg CFLs supplemented with a metal halide. Um, CFLs and then, are classic. I mean, it's it's the go-to. So I mean, they provide pause a lot real of quick. Uh, red light versus blue light. Those are the different. Not it's not like he's actually putting a red light in the grow room or a blue light in the grow room. Those are different spectrums of lighting that mimic the spectrums that come through the sun sun. versus spring versus fall when you want your plants to be just growing or flowering, just like your vegetable Mm -hmm. garden or anything else. And if you have them side by side, you have a metal halide next to a high pressure sodium. You can kind of see that one looks more like the white hospital lights and one looks a little bit more a warmer kind of ambient kind of color. Little orangish. Yeah, you can definitely see See the difference when you're actually growing. And technically, so plants use blue light, the metal halides, for a lot of their vegetative growth. And they use the red light for the flower production. So what you can do is you can supplement in your flower uh, the red light, the high-pressure sodium, with metal halide to kind of give your flower vegetative growth um more girth essentially yeah. more mm-hmm. more production so they like a little bit of all spectrum throughout their flower their their life process but they prefer different spectrums a little bit more at certain points like i would do um like four thousand watt flowering bulbs i always get mm-hmm. confused <laughs> uh four thousand watt flowering bulbs and then like one one thousand lot yeah and like a parabolic hood kind of right, just like yeah, spreads a it big all umbrella out hood yep. versus the other ones are an air cool yep like uh yep definitely um yep. i would i i like the cfls i just run like the the tube cfls that's, that's a compact fluorescent just so yep. just like uh the tube bulbs you would see yeah it's the stuff that lights up home depot it's the stuff that lights up your regular department store it's the stuff that the bulbs in your apartment right now yeah and they're more of a grow spectrum versus the ones Mm -hmm. that you just would have in your home so it's not like a regular bulb you would have in your home Mm -hmm. 
but they look like that, but they're just a different spectrum yeah. of color, like we were well, saying. Well, they're skinnier usually. The, the skinnier yeah. ones yeah. work Yeah, better. they look different. Mm. Yeah. They provide spectrum, but they don't exactly provide much substance to the plant. So it's, right. it's, it's definitely good. Girth. Yeah. So they. So what I've noticed is when I grow under CFLs, the plant likes to expand its surface area more. So it'll get the, the leaves will get wider because they're not getting as much light. So they need to spread out more, more chlorophyll to absorb more of that light. Right. So that what you do is you put a CFL on them, they expand and you put that metal halide on them. Well, that expansion is now getting full force metal halide. So you're right. getting the full um, immersion in that light spectrum that you can yeah. using two different light bulbs. Yep. You're creating a, a wider array of that blue to red lighting mm-hmm. that we were speaking of. Definitely. Also, yep. like, I always thought it this made sense, This guy said he too. just does it for a hobby. If you think, ah. about, <laughs> think about, like, how it looks in the spring... It's kind of like a very bright, like a more blue, yeah. a bright, more bluer. vibrant. Yeah, yeah I, I would say almost outside. a crisper kind of, uh, right. kind and of then clearing during the fall. Mm-hmm. It tends to be like those more red skies. It's very warm. Yeah, that kind of, yep. like more red, warm. That autumn, view. that autumn sky feeling of that warmth, and yeah, yeah, exactly. It almost seems like it plays into how the plants naturally, you know, are like, started the flowering what, cycle. Yeah. What, what I feel like is okay. So like this is maybe a weird way to describe it, but like I feel like spring kind of has much more vibrant sunrises, or yeah. fall has much more vibrant sunsets. It's okay, fair, you know, pollution <laughs> <laughs> geographically, you know, depending on where you are, you know, like depending on how thick the smog is. Yes, definitely. But I, I agree, definitely. Nice. All right. So yeah, so that's the lights, and then uh, maybe. So what? So there's the LED, high pressure sodium, metal, metal halide, halide. Is there a and compact flu- fluorescent CFL? Mm-hmm. And then of course there's the best of all, the sun. Sol. Right. You I have. A, I do have a question. Is there an energy? Is there an energy uh, consumption component to really consider when you're, you're going to be us- when you're going to be using any one of these resources for light lighting? Absolutely. LED is the way to go. Yeah. Um, LED uses the least amount of energy, but provides the best output and spectrum. Um, metal halide and high pressure sodium are usually controlled by magnetic or digital ballasts, and those require a lot of energy. Um, CFLs don't require as much energy, but they don't give the plant as much. So when you're talking about plant production versus energy trade off, LEDs are definitely the way to go. Well, <clears throat> one thing to note about those CFLs. They're kind of awesome, except for they only go, the lumens only penetrate like 12 inches out the bulbs for like a decent amount of lumens. Yes, you have to keep them very close. They have to be so close, and they're not very warm, so it's safe to keep like your little veg and your baby plants real close, or if you're making clones. You know, it's a really soft lighting, but it doesn't go very far, so you can't grow like these big monster plants, you know? No. Whereas I've even seen people put them on their side. Next to the yep. plants. Yeah, that you works. You just set yeah, like one of those four foot uh, shop lights yeah. with the two bulb CFLs, the long two bulbs. You just put those on their sides of supplemental lighting right next to the plant. Right. And that's a good point that Monty was talking about is that the lumen penetration through the canopy. So when you have plants and you have a very dense top canopy, the lower buds don't get as much penetration. With LEDs, you can, you can introduce a spectrum, the green spectrum, which actually penetrates through the plants and goes a lot deeper into the lower spectrum. The plants didn't see green. I mean, it's, I would it's, imagine that's why it, tra- why that's, it's trans. That's it why goes it transfers through. through, and it's still a spectrum that the plant can uptake. So you, if my you add a little bit, mess, of, it, mess with its my understanding is timing. the reason you see a green plant is because all green lights bouncing off of it, so you're seeing that light spectrum. 
And so that's why that's you can use smelled. green light what... to go into grow rooms when they're dark because well, they won't trigger any of that. I that... haven't looked into the science. It's I'm someone who was teaching me how to build LEDs was getting into it, but he said I I'm I'm not sure if maybe it it pushes the spectrum through the plant further. Weird. Huh. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I, I was just like I just always and I wonder assume if that they didn't see green. I wonder if it's still a someone just, please hit me up and correct me if I'm part wrong. of the part of the spectrum of green that's just within still the blue and red. You're just adding a little bit of it, and it's kind of maybe helping carry that through or something. I don't know. That's yeah. just me being I, super. See, now I want to look into it. I have no. I've seen what, it. what was yeah. it? I've also heard people uh, trimming off certain fan leaves that are intruding on the uh, canopy too to help uh, more yeah. light penetration. Yep. Definitely uh, trimming it up. Don't I mean you don't really need You don't want to take too much. Never I don't think. never take more than forty percent off of the plant within one month. Right. Or at one time. I mean, you give the plant time to heal because when you, you take when you take leaves off, think about it as like you're cutting part of your finger off, guys. I mean, you got to give yeah. yourself time to heal. The plant treats that as a wound. Yeah, yeah, and I just mean like, oh, oh you see this this pl- this one leaf is now kind of grown and flipped over on this one bud, yep. so you trim that one leaf off, yep. you know, four or five at a time, just as you see, you know, buds. Oh, this bud's looking good. Oh, it's getting blocked mm-hmm. by a leaf over here. Yep. Things like that. Just definitely. Like, you and know, you do a lot of that in scrog and sea of green because you have to make space for all of these other nodes to come through. Yeah, I've done scrog. I like that a lot. Topping is another technique that gives you a similar uh, effect where so, you're, you're just taking the top cola and cutting it off, and then that way the energy is produced into all those lower branches. Mm-hmm. It does take a longer time to regenerate from that topping, but if you want to grow bush, bushier plants that don't have yeah. just this massive center cola, and I think that oftentimes it helps because when you do have that massive center cola, as dope as it is to see one the size of your forearm, it's a lot harder to keep it from molding, especially mm-hmm. in the center, and you get that botrytis, that bud rot. Yeah. So having multiple smaller buds is often more beneficial. So my Can recommendation you... is when you're topping, always top in the vegetative state. Don't ever top in flower yeah. because it's harder for that plant to recover while it's trying to produce its, its you know, its, its reproductive its fruit, its, hormones. It's flowers. Yeah. Yes. Um, and as far as topping goes, in my opinion, scrogging does the exact same thing without causing that stress. And that open wound can technically be infected by um, like powdery mildew or other kind of bacterial infections mm. that you can't predict are going to harm the plant until you've got a fat cola growing over that wound. And all mm. of a sudden, that's the source of a mold outbreak. And you're done like, a lot of uh, like bending and tying down. Yeah, that works exactly. pretty good. As long as you're not creating an open wound on the plant, that's not creating a space for infection. And how would you describe topping specifically, like how that process of that? Topping, I mean, essentially you, you find the top cola and you come down to the, uh, the, 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 so a node is where you have fan leaves coming out and possibly other branches like offshoots. Um, you come down to the node that is most even with the other canopy and you essentially, you, you take a razor blade. I recommend razor blade over snippers because, you know, cleaner cut. Uh, it's a cleaner cut, cut and you're yeah. not creating a, uh, so when you're not you, bruising or damaging yeah, the Yeah, when you the, cut the with the scissors, you're, you're creating, you're, uh, you're puncturing it almost before you're, you're Grow cutting shops it. sell, uh, affordable disposable scalpels. Yes. Those are scalpels great, are especially great. for, uh, cloning. Yep. Cause you mm-hmm. want to make a really clean incision. Yeah. Yep. 
uh, and they're cheap. They're Scalpels cheap. are great too because they're uh, there's they're what's it they're uh, zero there's zero loss whenever you're making that that cut. Yep. Uh, so for instance, like if you consider like a chop saw or something kind of like that, you do have that blade depth that's going to be uh, exactly. a part of that 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 cut essentially. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, was it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want it to string off. Creating more of an open wound, like you said. Yeah. It's like taking off your hand with a precision wire versus a hatchet. Yeah. So, there you go. There you go. Or even, but even yeah, some loppers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In layman's terms, though, you just cut the main branch. The, the like, especially when you plant a seed, you get one real main stalk, and then mm-hmm. and then like that classic cannabis plant with the. Uh, Exterior like sure. branches that are branches like the, yeah, they side branches. Yeah. So you'd basically just cut off that main head. It's a tree. And make a bush out of it. Mm-hmm. And now all the side branches will take on that really kind of prominent growth. Because it sends the mm-hmm. hormones back down and says, hey, we need to create more <laughs> more branches mm-hmm. because our main one just got cut off. <clears throat> An- another another <clears throat> type of topping is called lollipopping. Um, yeah. Where if you're I having yeah if you're having issues with light penetration through your canopy instead of having such a deep canopy sucking up all of that energy and nutrient you can kind of trim the plant slowly up to you know the top twelve inches of the plant in the yeah. canopy where your light's going to penetrate the deepest and then hang on let me hit this plant I would usually go like I would do it two feet down and that was just so I would have uh, some extra larfy stuff to make a lot yeah, of good so oil some out ash of. material yeah yep definitely. <clears throat> Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that was my main. Th- I would go so my hydroponic table would have, so I I had like I had six lights, four over four by eight hydroponic tables mm-hmm. using that hydro a mix of hydroton, which are like clay yeah. petal pebbles, and um, rock wool, so that there was some absorption there, and then so how many and, plants did you have per light? Um, on the hydro table, it would have been four per light. Okay. And what were you growing? What was your hydrogen in? They were in baskets. Baskets? Okay. Yeah, were you like, like uh, three inch baskets, five inch baskets? Uh, they were, no, or they, they were bigger. Six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Six inch baskets. I got gotcha. I had two four by eight tables. So, oh. you know, and gotcha. then, so it was four, four, so eight plants per table. Okay. Two lights per table. Gotcha. So two, four plants for light. Yeah. Yep. And then two tables. And then I had... Two more lights that were like the umbrella style. So mm-hmm. those were all air-cooled. Yep. And then next to that, because I had enough space, I was like, fuck it, let's get some more lights up in this bitch. <laughs> and I threw some of the parabolic hoods, a.k.a. the umbrella hoods. Mm-hmm. And then those, I kind of just would line plants up and probably had more closer to five or six plants underneath yeah. those. And those would be the lollipop method. Okay. So I had big steak. I had the way I made my tables, each corner, I used four by fours. And instead of cutting them off, down low at the table i i kept the four corners big and used it to be able to hang the scrog screen on yep yep dope. oh scrog it's, it's just the way to go i mean it can it contains space it evens out your canopy and it gives you a nice even keel on everything you don't have to worry about stuff hitting too close to your light and light bleaching yep um, I mean, so it works really well especially if you have a low ceiling scrog is the way to go 100 percent. i i prefer the uh sea of green yep and it's like it it takes more numbers, obviously. So like he said, instead of having four in your four by four spot, you'd have you know fucking forty, forty, yeah, or, or as many as you could fit, you yeah. know. But what I liked about that is you really just you basically put a clone in there 
hardly let it establish and then flower it. Right. Your finished yep. plant is maybe only two and a half feet tall. The turnover rate for that is so it takes about two weeks for you to take your clone, for the clone to root. You give it about a week of vegetative growth. You throw it in a flower. It takes up to... Um, 12 weeks, so 8 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Like and you've 60, got products. So you think but about what's it, three cool, months, done. And, and my my real, like, why I really like that is what we're talking about, the hormones that go into the main cola. Mm-hmm. When you grow it like this, all you're growing is a sea of main colas. Yep. And each one is just kind of like, you, you trim off all the side branching, you just have one main stock. Yeah. And a whole bunch of them. And, like, the consistency and the quality is so just ridiculous. And you can have, like he said, a really low ceiling. You know, you're not managing these giant yeah. fucking plants. You don't have larf. You know, it's just, uh, oh, man, that was absolutely my favorite. And, like, a lot of times it's hard now. I think that fell off because it was such a renegade thing to do when you're like, fuck it, if I have more than 100 plants, I'm breaking laws. I'm just going to do what I want. But nowadays plant counts matter so much more because you're all within laws and medical, this and that. So it's harder to want to grow, like, a fucking three tables and yeah. have fucking 150 plants. And I think it's more of a... It's more of a... How would I put it? It's something that it's more old school to do sea of green. So people nowadays, yeah, when they like look up how to grow shit. weed, it's more mainstream just to grow a couple plants in your closet. Yeah. But I mean, old school growers, you want to actually put out some production. Yeah, because you you're do... trying to get your money back. Exactly. On your yeah, because yeah. people don't realize the the amount of money it takes to grow as much weed as you know, like how much I need to smoke a, a month. Man, it's gonna cost me almost more to grow the weed than it would to just go out and buy the weed. So you got to take that Almost. into account how much it's going to take. Especially the to... initial investment. Yeah, the initial <laughs> yep. investment. Oh, did the startup you know, cost? Like, we're, talking like, yeah. we're talking like maybe $1,000 like for like the, the like, basics. If I had the if I had my uh, ultimate choice, I've mapped this out. If I, I, I think, think $1,500 is a comfortable zone for like something that you can really jump mm-hmm. into. But that's, 10 that's grand that's is what like I need hobbyist. to start right. my perfect grow. Perfect. But perfect like, grow. what would you do for amateur? Um, honestly, $100 a week. I mean, as much as I can get whatever equipment I can buy to start up. Sure. Because yeah. I'm that kind of you person. Want like a I don't want yeah. to Get wait. yourself an LED light. You're going to need a bunch of fucking fans. You're going to need pots. You're going to need soil. Startup, you can do it for 500 bucks or less. I promise. Especially yeah, if you go for to like, like a hobbyist um, thing. Like sure. a, a regen kind of place where you go and buy used equipment. Never buy used bulbs. I'll tell you yeah, this. That Don't like, ever that buy like a, yeah. used. You buy new bulbs, but you can Always. get old, old fixtures, fixtures, hoods, all of that kind of stuff. It's totally easy to buy by used. And Definitely if you want, fog that shit though. You're wipe it have down fucking, with bleach. Yeah, and always bleach wipe all your equipment down with bleach. Let it dry out. Rinse it off after that. Those bugs will be go. up inside. Right. That you gotta you gotta kill all the bacteria, all the bugs, yes. everything like that. Create a very clean environment for your plant. Sanitary. Fuck that shit. I mean, I've only used hand me down equipment. Honestly, I mean, I bought some new used stuff, but. I mean, hand-me-down works just as well if you're on a budget. Yeah, get yeah. you started. Yep. All right, so let's get into uh, New Hampshire. New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Oh, Worcestershire. Yeah. It's right next to the Worcestershire. Shire. All right, so they Worcester. do have... Worcestershire. Worcestershire. They got medical there. Whoop, New Hampshire is a very small state, like super small. It's part of New England. Yeah, it's very so fucking... It's, it's, it's over there in that weird, like, area. The Patriots. North, They're not... Northeast where all the... All those states states equal like just Washington, right? <laughs> Washington you know. D.C. Gotcha. Almost like, like so, Rhode Island. It's like right next to Maine. So as far like as Maine. I can tell, there's only three dispensaries in New Hampshire, but I bet they're probably only 45 minutes from each other. You're probably only 45 minutes from one of them, no matter where you're at okay. in the state. Tops. You can cross state lines easy. Yeah, and so go. I don't know. I don't know what the borders are. Vermont, I think, is right there, and they're pretty lenient. But either way, whatevs. Yeah, Vermont is right there. 
Yeah, I know. It's weird. I we can't got, even We got headphone it. issues going on over but here. But it's like it's like fading in and out. It's not yeah, even it's like cutting. It's like fading. It's random as fuck. I don't even know how to describe it. Anyways, it's back, loaded and back it's to New Hampshire. <laughs> User error. So, I, I, uh, so any doctor can give you a a uh, recommendation to get your cannabis license. So basically, your your physician, you just say, "Hey, I want I want I, I want to use." Can but will they? Right, that's the thing, and that's what they said. If they don't, then you can go to you can find one online that will All right. that will. So do it's it. not like Washington 2012, where everyone was like. My knee hurts. Can I get right. medical? I and mean, they're like, oh, yes, please. Right, yeah. So back then you went to a doctor specifically for it, whereas nowadays you go to your general practitioner and yeah. they recommend you, you know, they write the recommendation and then you go to the state. How well do you know your doctor? Shit. Exactly. Are you cool? Are you your doctor cool, <laughs> man? Doctor I'll cool. be right back. So, um... You go to the doctor and you get a recommendation... And that just costs your basic doctor visit. It doesn't cost anything extra. And then, uh, excuse me. Your then general you, practitioner. Yep. And then you go to the registry, which is called the therapeutic. I got to tell you, Monty, these shoes Therapeutic are hard. cannabis program. Wild. TCP. So, general practitioner, your chiropractor couldn't prescribe. Um, <laughs> so here's Crack the thing. Crack my back and give me my meds. As, I mean, I'll go uh, to two months of school and get my chiropractor as of license. January eighth. So up until January eighth of this year, you had to have a three month um, relationship with your doctor. Okay. But now you can go in, brand new doctor, get it day gotcha. one. So you don't have to do that anymore. Last doctor said no. Um, right. Say what exactly? So, yeah, I mean, it's just moderate to severe chronic pain, severe pain that has not responded to previously prescribed medication or surgical measures, or for which other treatment options provided serious side effects. So, if you don't want to be taking all kind of opiates and stuff, you can say, "Hey, I'd rather be smoking weed." You can't grow weed. You can buy two. Um, ounces every 10 days. Two ounces every 10 days. Yep. Rough. That's that's, that's not, not bad. bad. Yeah, it's not bad. bad. I would be fine. You can have a caregiver. You can be under 18. Let's see. Wait, hang on, I got the thing. Monty, what are you too. holding right now? Hang on, I, I, I'm too busy looking at Monty. Hang yeah, on, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. This beer came inside of a box. Oh, yeah, that's that good shit. I've been seeing that up there. This beer came inside <laughs> of a box. Yeah, it did. There is I mean, that's there, the basic. You can't grow. There two is, ounces every 10 days. There's three dispensaries <laughs> in the state. That's the medical in a nutshell. Um, I didn't look at the menus on the medical shit to see what the prices were there, but it's what I was, Essentially, you know. if you're traveling through there, keep it on the DL. Yeah, right. Oh, we see this thing. Fucking. <laughs> and it's so, also close to Vermont where they got the super troopers. So <laughs> take that as you will. And Massachusetts was, was cool with the weed, too. Uh, they're all right. And they're right next door, too. All right. Three quarters of an ounce. Yeah. I like that the East Coast is coming around. You know, yeah, it was I, I I had some some issues, but it's nice. 
I feel like Cam is reading this box now like it's a it's like the Bible. I feel like he's gonna know the story better than myself. Oh. I, well, I, first of all, I can't. I, it, right. Machinations is that how that is that how? M e c h a n i c n i t n a m a c h i n a t i o n s. Machinations. The machinations. The machinations. Silly. Yeah. Like ex machina. You drink the chakavesa, but you don't know about the machavesa. Machavesans. Chakavesa. All right, let me just read it out loud then. Jesus, right. that's that's a lot of reading. There's two paragraphs here, but it's not, the, the, it double space. All right, read, read them the title first. Like, what, we, what is it? We're looking at the uh, the Firestone Parabola Vintage Number no. 11, 2020 Edition. It's the Barrel Fire, Age Firestone Imperial Walker. Stout. Well, how do you Firestone say that again? Firestone, Firestone Walker. Walker. No, no, no. Parabola. 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 Are you sure? Parabola. Yes. Par- para. Para, parabola? parabola, parabola. It's parabola, parabola or parabola. It's parabola. Okay. I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure. So parabola. parabola. It's fire. It's it's so it's Firestone Walker's uh, Imperial Stout. Oh my God! Our Air, brewery began aged. in 1996, where we, when we delved into the rare fermenting beer and oak barrels. I'm getting kind of drunk, apparently. Ten <laughs> years later, we took our barrel mech <laughs> machinations to the next level by aging it in. Aging beer and vessels inherited from bourbon houses and other spirit producers. Ever since, the resulting beers have flown under the banner of Proprietor's Vintage Series, which has become one of the most extensive barrel aging programs in the craft industry. Of the, all beers of the Proprietor Vintage Series, Parabola is the most notorious. It is always a beast of a beer with intense flavors of black cherry, dark chocolate, roast coffee, and roast coffee. Yet each annual release also bears its own subtle imprint. This 2020 vintage of Parabola is distinguished by secondary notes of tobacco, vanilla, caramel, and plum, all imparted by extended aging and premier bourbon barrels. That's what's up. Savor this beer now or cellar it in a cool, dark place between 45 degrees and 55 degrees. Allow it to warm up in glass for maximum enjoyment. Why do I I feel like 2020 is so top-notch lately? Motherfucker. Like people going above and beyond. So I've been seeing this beer over there at Toggles and like, man, and of course How much is this beer? It's an expensive one. Like, okay, this is a twelve ouncer, first of all. It's not cheap. I'll try a sip off the bottle. It's not gonna open up. You gotta get some nose on it. It said to let it glass warm. Alright, alright, give me a little. I'm gonna let it sit for a minute, all the way till this next blunt is rolled of the glukies. It's a drink that right, shit. Give me, give me a little more than that. Jesus. No, no, you got some cider in there. Oh. There <laughs> drink, you finish your cup. Jesus, hey. like one drop. Yeah, it'll throw off the whole taste. He's like, it's not the same. It's, you gotta, you gotta you do it right, dude. You can't mix apple with that. Oh my god! It pours out like used oil. It's got the 1050 look, you know what I mean? It kind of does. does, yeah. It's not quite as dark, it's just a little bit of like light through the edges, but God damn it, I smelled the creamy. This is gonna be good. No, nah, dude, it's Cheers. dark. Cheers, gentlemen. I feel like we should have another smoke with this though. Oh, we did it already, dude. Dare I say we uh I mean I got this uh the whip here. Alright, Taylor. Or no, actually the, the, the glickies. What did you think of the dedication? Now yeah, that we're yeah, let's, 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 okay. give it, let's give a solid review of this dedication real quick. Start start with Taylor. How are we um, feeling? You know, as far as flavor goes, I wasn't wow. too impressed personally. It didn't have much funk or definition. Um, stoniness, I liked it. 
Um, I don't get many strains that give me the nice, um, right above the eyelids, kind of just, it, it, it hit real nice, in my opinion. Um, it had, I mean, you know, I can't tell between the liquor now and the weed. You guys are killing me. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, I, Twist and talk. All right. I smoked it once. I probably wouldn't go out and buy it again, personally, but I highly recommend you you at least try it. I mean, it's Freddy's. They put out quality consistently, maybe not every single time, but more consistent than not a lot of a lot of companies right. out there. If if you're a connoisseur and I kind of feel like you're going out there to really try the new thing or something different or like you know like in that in that facet of like I haven't tried this before based off of a name or maybe even its genetic uh, lineage. I'd say it's pretty good, decent quality. The novelty of it. What yeah. I would say is grab a gram of it, maybe yes. not an eighth. Yes. I'd, so say, grab I, eighth I, I'd say grab an eighth of it, honestly. Like, I, like, I personally, I bought an eighth of it, and then I got a quarter of it. Like I really okay. like it. So uh, I guess my review of it is I, I would say that the, the from the three blunts we've smoked so far, I think that it's either the first or second one that I think tasted the best. Whichever one we finally cracked open the liquor on, which I think was the second one, yeah, um, that's the one that I think I really enjoyed that blunt at least. And maybe that's got something to do with maybe the tobacco ratio of everything too. And I can't really speak too negatively on whatever's going on there. It's just, you know, uh, just happens sometimes. But I will say that the flavor still doesn't necessarily push itself into that 100% something unique. Yeah. Um, at least Kush wise, you know, we're talking about Kush gas, maybe like some kind of like, well, I mean, natural, if it's Kush, it better OG. have a Kush flavor. What would you buy that would have the same profile? I'd rather buy MK Ultra. Okay. I'd rather, Ooh, I, like, I don't know if it has like that, your style. As clean. It's a little more of that, like, really, like, earthy. It does. This, this is this, clean this, OG. This is, well, see, I guess maybe that's why maybe I like MK Ultra a little, little bit more than it's, it's got, it's got the, a little more body to it. Um, this one, this one to me, it's balanced. It's kind of like, to me, like a real, like for instance, okay. Like, you know, we how we love the dark star. The dark star is like a really good IPA that we, uh, IPA. Uh, I, no, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Imperial, Imperial stout <laughs> IP something. Um, yeah, but no, the uh, basically, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that this one just kind of falls into that line of like I would, I would, I would never complain about this weed whatsoever, and no, I would definitely, definitely, I would not. definitely buy it, but I may not buy a lot of it. And it's one of those ones that I also, I, I love, I like, I love the high off of it. I love uh, the flavor off of it, but the flavor is not something that's going to drag me back. And whenever I'm smoking a whole lot for flavor these days, it's one of those ones that I kind of feel like I'd rather maybe get that more full bodied kind of uh now does does freddy's release their turp profile on their jars no i no. don't think so oh okay i love like like I'm, i can't really discount i really can't really say negative things about the weed and i'm not really trying to sound like i have a negative opinion about it because i do really I think like it. i would uh save the money and maybe give a comparison to the josh dog from rocket really yeah i haven't smoked the josh d in a while i think it gets me about this same high same high. Now, I can't comment on the flavor profile because I don't really remember, but I feel like I won't remember this, this flavor loud. profile either. Yeah, this one kind of blends with a lot of you other know? kind of stuff for me. But so I think I would just probably save the money, go with the ten dollar cheaper eighth, and and feel pretty much the same way. Right, but like maybe for, get a little bit of a different flavor profile, but not drastically different. I know I brought up the Khalifa Kush, and I think <laughs> that Monty had had mentioned that that's something kind of special. Um, what, 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 what would define that one as something special compared to this, like something like this? I'm excited to smoke Just the glukies. genetics. I mean, the genetics on that is Ookies. fucking insane. Uh, whatever cut they have, top cut, 
Uh, yeah, Khalifa Kush is crazy. Like it's it's like sour, like a good batch of it's uh, so wedding cake. Fucking gnarly, dude. It's it's really good. All it's right. like just the cushiest, dankest. Is there any the at any of the stores? No. No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know as soon as we get it, dude. Yeah. We been get we get, we're getting I have pretty like a couple steady nugs. deliveries from that. I so just finished mine. Probably on the next round it comes through. It'll be. Yeah, I'm on to down I to like two nugs. I bet it's a month away. I heard they were three weeks out of uh, tr- of t- uh, like you know cutting it down. So I would assume that yeah, it's about a month, maybe maybe a little longer. Yeah, I, I could see that shit kind of taking over for a little bit. I just feel it in my bit. bones that Khalifa? it's about a month away. It's so good. So uh, top cuts about to, like this. This may be a little. This is some, this is some like, behind the scenes information at least maybe about Cushman's, but top cuts about to go up in price. Oh, uh, dang it! And they're going up. They're going I up to thirty five. Uh, that's eight. not too crazy. So no, no, no. no. I think I think they're well worth it, honestly. But they're going up to thirty five specifically because of their demand for. Runts and Khalifa Kush. It's right. still so, cheaper than Freddy's. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I would say that I would. Oh man, t- if I if I could buy a quarter, uh, another half ounce, if I could buy an ounce of Khalifa Kush, I would. That, that's that that's how much that I, I actually but like that. But that's the thing is, it's a special case. Like their um their motor breath was decent. Yeah, their the uh, runts is decent. So is that the, is that that that's motor what breath? Means by special you're asking case. me about Monty? Is it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a as crazy. Strain within their wheelhouse what's, all what's the genetics of of khalifa kush i don't know so back when khalifa kush came out rapper like, weed we're talking about like this is the this is the hype off the of, like, naysayers shit. said it was just master kush you know what i mean like the it people doesn't who seem like any master but, kush oh god oh, no, you know no, I mean? it's definitely no, not it's master definitely that was not always master what kush. the naysayers said you know what i mean like yeah, the haters yeah. or whatever sure haters gonna say it it's it's, it's honestly like it, it really reminds me of that sourness of wedding cake it okay. it brings that table that 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 bit to the table, but I think that Khalifa Kush has got more, a little bit more bitterness than Wedding Cake does. Wedding Cake Maybe does so. have a kind of creamy sweetness a little bit. Yeah, but but, right, well, it, but you're not but you're not at, you're not wrong yeah. whatsoever. It's right, got guys, the we're fucking getting really overtone. far off the shit here. Going off the dedication. So, what's your dedic- right. what's your shit de- what's your shit Monty? <laughs> I mean shit Nate. Damn. Um. Yeah, I think I already spoke on it. Naughty. You know, it was Naughty. it was tasty. It smelled good, but like I said, I probably won't remember it. In the future, people come in for some. If they're coming in and asking for some Kush, I'm gonna definitely show it to them. It looks good and it tastes good, and it's not weed I won't recommend. It's an option, exactly. Absolutely, so, I think like I, I think that if someone's looking for that, um, I don't know. I, I honestly really don't shy away from it whatsoever. Maybe why it's special to me is because now Kush like that is fairly commonplace. But back in when Wi-Fi and Gorilla Glue were just like kind of brand new to the scene, sure, getting Kush like that was kind of hard. Okay. And like there was far less varieties on it. Like cookies was brand new. Um, and it was just like, I don't know, I guess maybe it brings me back to that like. The high like, school high. It, well, it, it tastes rare to me. Okay. Because of right. my okay. pre, because of like it's my. It's nostalgic. It, in my nostalgic sense, it, ta- it smells and tastes like a rarity. Even I though gotcha. now it's like, it's overwashed out. It's, it's like kind of like this, that shit I we'll used see, to like, get I guess, back in the day. Yeah, like, I think that's why it kind of it kind of rings my bell. Is it right. just it's like when I'm smoking that I'm like, ooh, I got that juice. Even though like now anybody can get it, it's pretty commonplace to get that flavor profile. But like in 2014, not as much. Sure. I I kind of feel like that. Like, okay, so if you, like the earthiness of the of the of this dedication OG at least, I I feel like I'd rather maybe go more towards that earthiness in that in that respect than. Like I, I don't know. I think the Cosmic Kush kind of rings a little bit of a bell. See, for... it's not even to me. It's not even like the earthy. It's like a new car. Like it's that clean. It's like that fresh waterfall. 
When you said the moist towelette, moist lemony towelette. moist yeah, towelette, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like a. It's, it doesn't it's give me any like of that basement. Well, I was go. I, like I mean, a, like that. What I mean, like my comparison is like I would rather go that far in the instead of kind of play in the like the more balanced zone. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I hear you, but that's just a different thing. I'm not different complaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, in my opinion, I prefer. The terpene profile, like that's what I look for in strains, right. and this like didn't Cam's wow me. Smoking for flavor, yeah, and I mean it. I flavor hits me different, or this is the last yeah. of it. We're lighting up the glukies right oh, now, bro. Yes, motherfucker. Yeah. Rasta Trev, we about to be having a good time. Yeah, this stuff right here is a special thing. We were Hopefully, talking about there'll the, be more of it in our lives in the future. Right, we were talking about New Hampshire just a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was just going to get into while this blunt went around. Now we're going to get into the actual legalities of. Hang New on Hampshire. a second. Hang on a second. We never talked about this beer. First of all, we 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 we. I was waiting until the. Blunt. We're, we're, we got to wait for the blunt to come around. Uh, that's true. Yeah, okay. All right. The it. blunt's coming around. Let's all get right. to we'll New Hampshire. So, let's get to New Hampshire. I was jumping. In possession gun. of up to three quarters of an ounce for your first or second offense. Are we cheersing or do we? I thought we do did cheers already. already. I thought yeah. Yeah, we did yeah. already. It's just a civil violation, so that's nothing on your record, and it's only a $100 fine. Nothing major. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that weed, homie? Oh, man. We got to steal your face over here. <laughs> Glukies. Yeah, Glukies was a happy accident cool in medical fun. days where we have a fire-ass strain of Gorilla Glue and the fire-ass strain of uh, Girl Scout cookie, and it... You know, Girl Scout cookie back when it was fresh, it wanted hermaphrodite all the time. It would, uh, it would, yep. throw, it would, it would do some shit, and we just had some seeds that she came through like heat. a fucking champ, and here it is, right here. What five years later? I'm gonna say, yeah, this is perfect. Three years later. So now, do you think you it's the same mom or like uh, what? What? How? How far down? The genetic line you think it came. Fuck, that's so good. So we've uh yeah, that's way better than we've been just going off the same cuts for that long. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck yeah. You know, not <laughs> even like a mother plant, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. grow a plant up. It's like it. it's like the F one or the F two or something like that, right off of the mother plant. Right. Definitely. So it was the mother plant and then we took starts off of that. Oh, be careful not and to just run been it. doing starts from the beginning. I think you, you know? just draw too long. It's all about short puffs on these blunts. Fair, fair, fair. Um, fuck. Oh, God, I'm feeling great, I've been smoking guys. blunts with you for how long, Monty, and I still haven't got it down. Yeah, right? Usually you're good. So any person... It's the alcohol. So, <laughs> happens. It's your okay. first and second Cigarette offense hit. is just a civil violation. But if you get caught a third time within three years, then it's a misdemeanor with a $1,200 fine... Or no, no, no. Third time is just a $300 fine. If you get caught four times within three years, then you're up to a misdemeanor with a $1,200 fine. So, and that's, uh, and, and up to one year in jail, but not, um, not mandatory minimum. How's that taste though, bro? It's like a Tootsie Roll. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I can see oh that. Yeah, God. a lot of like star anise in this beer. Yeah, it's I mean, it's so it's good, creamy. I it's, love yeah, it. creamy. The body is just like thick. This beer is so fucking good. It's it's almost like coffee oh with a little God. Bailey's in it. I'm I'm gonna be honest. This beer has got um, it's like it's like ten fifty with a little extra. 
Yeah, it really is. I mean, I love me some 1050, but this is like, this is definitely special. I, I think this might be almost better than like the Abyss Ooh, even. Wow, this fucking aftertaste is fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that blunt goes good How's with that. How's that blunt going? That's a fire. Weird taste. This weed is next level, bro. Like oh my god! Oh, like we're talking, we're okay, like, like this is this is on that Khalifa Kush level. This is the reason that we had that lineup. Mondi always talking about Tuesdays with the turn up, fucking dab bros, highly mystic. There's it's the day Monty got to make beats. Yeah, between that's this true. and the six one nine and the Dutch treat and the super silver haze. I I mean yeah, I Dutch learned treat. a lot of my I, mean, uh, I learned a lot of my music production skills sitting at the market, and I would just bring the laptop in. The that's Evergreen when I first Market, the um, Galaxy Market. Ga- yeah, that that. That was down on uh, the Rainier, Nubia. right? Yeah. Yep. So I'd be in there and I just have my laptop pulled up and my headphones on. And I was just like figuring out how to put it together. I still have hype ass tracks I made from those days. All right. So where were you back in those days? Because I literally worked at New Millennium a block away from you down the street. Um, For the longest time, I you was in the like midsection. in the middle section. Yeah. So, so like, like when you uh, when you walked in, you uh, went through those double doors, that little uh, strip right there. Yeah, the strip. Okay. And I was on the right side in the dead middle. See, there was never anyone there when I went in. So I thought I you were the very first time. One, right when you walked through there. That was Starfire. Yep. I remember Starfire. And then eventually once it's condensed, I got the one that was right in the doors. Yeah, on the first left. booth on the left. Yeah. That was a cool spot. <laughs> yeah. I got the lottery on that shit. Can you tell me how much this beer costs? $10. Oh, really? That was it? Yeah. They got one for like 23 or something. Is there other versions of it? Probably. This one I think was only 10 There were a That's... couple Monty was looking at that were in the 20s. Yeah, the Abyss Port bar- Port Barrel Aged and This is cherry, very worth 10 bucks. I, I was like, like fuck, dude. I mean, it's it's a $10 12 ounce. What's, yeah. what's the percentage on it? This weed 12, is so spicy. I think you're getting a lot of rap. Oh, 13.6. There's a lot of rap Shit. in that, in that cherry high. right now. Huh? 13.6? Fuck. What's crazy is there's only 3,000 per- cases produced. It's not very many cases. At 24 no. a case. No. That's probably why it's so... That adds more to the... Uh, that's why it's $10. Of it. That's, that's why, why it's it in a cardboard in a box. cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Jeez. All right. So then that's just for possession. Does everyone remember what I said? Three quarters of an ounce. <laughs> Don't get caught. <laughs> he said, "Is everybody remember what I said?" <laughs> There's gonna be a like, quiz like in ten, 10 minutes. minutes ago, dude. <laughs> Three quarters of an ounce or less. Your first two times, hundred dollar fine. Third time, three hundred dollar fine. Within three years, time. Third time, three hundred dollar fine. Fourth time, twelve hundred dollar fine, and up to a year in jail. This is over three quarters of an ounce. Under. Under. Yeah. Under. All right. So you get four times in three years. If you get caught with under that amount of weed in four in four times in three years, when quit being so stupid. After you get caught the first time, <laughs> I mean, second time's on you, man. Absolutely, dude. Seriously. You should just learn. Whoa. Talk to some people. Like, yep. like turn your phone off. Like, maybe people. you might Put need to see butt. somebody. Put, Put it in, in your, your butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> God. Do Try harder. It's free if you boof it. Or Fucking try harder. That's all I'm saying. So you that's are, your, is you that, will is that go your drug free. dealer motto, Monty? You will go free if you free boof it. You boof it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you'll get them boof turbs. They'll, they'll, but, they'll integrate. If Oof. you get caught with over... Three quarters of an ounce of weed. Itchy butt syndrome. Then that's a misdemeanor with up to a year in jail and a $350 fine. That's not too major. 
I just can't get syndrome out of my not head now. Not too major. I mean, hey, guys, don't get caught with weed in states that you're not allowed to get caught with weed in. Or that shit goes on your record card. and is go not cool. Go get your cool. medical license. I mean, if you really need hurts. to smoke some that, weed, like... Get your medical card. Just I mean, like we don't all travel. Did. Right when your medical card is available, we yeah. figured it out. Don't live in New Hampshire. Move somewhere that, else. That. Don't, live in, don't live anywhere east of Washington. <laughs> just, <laughs> 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 yeah, just get your medical card. I mean, it's too easy. Yeah, your state provides it. It's really, it's really there. Yeah. So then now we got sell or possession with intent to sell. Less than an ounce. First offense, felony. Up to three years, $25,000 fine. Go get, <laughs> Go get your weed license. Go get your weed license. One ounce up to five pounds. You're trying to make money out here, and you ain't giving Uncle Sam or Uncle New Hampshire none. Felony up to seven years, $100,000 fine. Come on. Go get your weed license. <laughs> five pounds or more, and these are all first offense. It's a weed license. Your medical card. I got that headband we were talking about. Yeah, let's smoke that. You've got the headband we're talking about, eh? I wish. No. I mean, that's the one we were talking about, man. No, they asked me about the doghouse headband. Oh, yeah. I got some of that. Yeah, the doghouse headband is gas, dude. I also have some wedding cake that I haven't tried yet. What's the batch of the wedding cake? Yeah, if we have time, I want to hear. So I heard some debate about the whip when we were checking out. I want to hear both of y'all's opinions. Let's do it. I want to know what it is, too, because we just got to Monty, I'm not about the Starfighter. I'm not about this. I'm not about that. But Mr. Monty's not about it. It smells pretty fucking cool. It I smells mean, like it smells so even more like a moist toilet. It smells like um the Miracle Alien cookies that uh House Cultivars um uh, you know okay. hunted. Okay. That's what okay. it smells like. It's like that citrus kind of Mackey smell. Okay. Citrus Mackey. And now what were the genetics on it again? It's Starfighter, Colombian, and Dark Star? No. Can't remember. Uh, it's real sticky. It smells like um. So Larry? we're talking about no, like Larry. Sub X. Like yep. kind of like lem- lemonder. Doesn't is he? Yeah, this is almost the same smell as the uh, Royale ninety one or ninety one Royale I just got. And that one's pretty good. From uh, Seattle oh, Private Reserve. All right, let me run through this New Hampshire. Oh, it's so got like a menthol it. kind yes. of smell to it as well. Tell me about New Hampshire. All right, so. If you're so they basically consider if you have more than an ounce, then you're trying to sell it. That's basically what they figure. Intent to sell. Right. So five pounds or more, first offense felony, up to twenty years in jail. Why do you have more than five pounds of weed, sir? Don't do it. Three hundred thousand dollar fine because you make that much money off of five pounds of weed for sure. Get drunk if you're going on vacation. For God's sake, don't do it. And (laughs) this is one of those weird states where they just consider growing the same thing. So if you have any where of that same weed manufacturing selling or possession with intent to sell so hash and concentrates oof yeah possession of five grams or less hundred dollar fine of dabs watch out it's nothing like texas i was in new hampshire with that i would have got a hundred dollar fine if i would have got caught yikes uh, possession of more than five grams, misdemeanor, up to a year in jail, three hundred fifty dollar fine. I would have got that. Manufacturing, selling, or possessing with intent to sell of less than five gra- grams of hash, a felony, three years, twenty five thousand dollar fine. And that's I'm all. Loaded. I don't even know what I just said. That's sell, all. That's all the. That's all the police done. officers' interpretation of whether your less than five grams was 
intended to be sold or smoked. Right. So I mean, that's I mean, that's the difference they between a misdemeanor and a felony. One in three years, three hundred fifty to twenty five thousand. Any more than five grams. It's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty drastic. I mean, so if you have up to a pound of fucking hash, which man, kick it with me. If you got a pound of hash. Yeah, let's be friends let's over yeah. here. Get you, out of your let's get you out of your hand. Like, yeah, let's, uh, let's hook it up. Let's hook it up on Twist and Talk. You come through. We'll talk about it. Stay we'll here. We'll out. mail that we'll shit. We'll twist it I'm up. just kidding. Don't do that. You got seven years. We're going to get some fucking wooks out here $100,000 fine. <laughs> Hit us up if you got a pound of hash. I'm not kidding. I mean, hey, 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 there's there's a difference between hash and hash. So, I mean, hit us yeah, up yeah. if you know what the difference you know, is. <laughs> if you come in at Twist and Talk, you better come real. I want, pound I want, isn't even that much. I mean, I you can get roll. like a pound of cheese. Yeah. And a pound of hash. It's not that much hash. This guy's like, hey, man, I'm going to bum your couch. You take that pound of hash and uh, we'll, we'll call it good, I guess. Oh, huh? no. We're not doing none of that. You just get to smoke some with me. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I don't want no one sleeping on my couch. Hell no. All right. <laughs> you so, said you're going to uh, get them out of New Hampshire. Dirty wooks. 20 years, $30,000 fine for a pound of hash with intent to sell. Or possessing it or making it and doing anything with a pound of hash. So in New Hampshire, just get your weed license. Come on. Now, now, what about if I get caught with a pipe in New Hampshire? Paraphernalia. You misdemeanor. Uh, get a misdemeanor Ooh, up to year. a year get, in jail lots with of a $2,000 fine. All right, all right. I didn't have a pipe in New so, Hampshire. Hey, I just get had this. Wraps. So, so a pipe in New Hampshire is going to hurt you more than up to three quarters of an ounce of yeah. weed. So, so you better be you rolling can just, up. Yeah, just, just keeping them blunts on you. Fuck pipes. Just roll them papers you or just, blunts. So what you do is you go to leafonly.com and you put in the fucking coupon code twist and pop. And then you're straight. Get you that leave, and it's local, man. Y'all are in New Hampshire. You got Connecticut. Right. Connecticut's yeah. right next door. It's in that, it's in that pocket of like weird shit over there. Right. They'll probably take it easy on you. They're like, this boy be rolling up on some Connecticut. I don't right. even hate him no more. There you go. See, they're like, let's let's make sure that he's not getting duped for that selling. Let's it's just make that it a possession. easy, folks. Yeah. If you get so, caught, eat it. There you go. The yeah. schnozberries will taste like schnozberries. It's okay. <laughs> You'll still get high. Like the dudes on you will, the you will, and I mean they may take you to jail, but they got no evidence. That's so right. you'll have fun talking to that tweaker fit, who's in me, the drunk let me, tank. Let me tell you, hundred percent, it's not illegal to be high. That is true. It's illegal to be high in public, but it's not illegal to be high or driving. Huh? I can you, just like they, like they, they can't like if you don't have it on you, but you're high. All I can do is tell you that you're high in public or you're intoxicated in public. Yeah. Well, don't leave illegal. it up to the police officer's interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, still legal. Just don't do it. Hey, stay away from the fuzz, buddy. Stay away from yeah. New Hampshire unless <laughs> you can handle not smoking weed. Well, just get your doing anything outside really. in public. I smoked weed outside in public with more weed than that. I would have went to jail for oh man, three fourths of an ounce. Let's see, see, folks, this is a smart man. I, I would have went to jail like this smart man. So I rolled up. So that way I could run. I would have dipped and dodged. I would have did the whole thing. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. <laughs> Two rights and a left. Hey. They come I would have told him my name was Jonathan Winters and been on the motherfucking dash. <laughs> Tuck and roll. No, I don't got a wallet on me. No, you can't search me. No. Right? Hey, this is New Hampshire. Live free or die, right? 
Yeah. That's do, New Hampshire. Do, is that, that, shit? Like is that the shit in New Hampshire? New Hampshire's state motto is live free or die. What's it called Just when the alligator it. does the, de- what is the no death in roll? Between. I think we, we talked the, about this earlier. Death, death roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm smoking a blunt <laughs> and the police come up on me. And I just drop to the ground and start rolling. <laughs> they will definitely just put their boot on me and cut me. <laughs> right when I get on my stomach, they'll just stop me. Right. But the real the premise of a death roll is you gotta take a bite first. Oh so you gotta bite like the cop. bite him in the calf. Oh, and see shoot the roll. me in the head. <laughs> yeah. Like right. a pit bull. <laughs> Shit, <they were. laughs> I mean I didn't know if he had rabies. <laughs> they're finicky on that trigger. I don't know if yeah. I'm coming out there in near. New Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, for dude. sure. There's a bunch there of white people. Three black people when I was there. Three right. of them. And one of them was at the hockey rink. I'll probably assume I was, I, so I was, I was told a rumor, and this is I don't know if this is like, you know, per state, per per police department or anything like that, but I was told I was I was told a rumor that police officers Yes, they kill black people. That's no. not a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Statistics you know, I'm, I'm, don't lie. I'm glad we cleared that one up. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it happening in one city one time. No, I was, told, I was told police officers were given like one box of ammo per month to be able to go training on. I don't oh, know. I, I really don't on? think that they do a whole lot of shooting. I don't think they do either. I was told. No, I, I was mean, also told like Nick was there. talking about how, how much the fucking people trained or something. He knew something about the inside. Yeah, inside he was talking about that. Much, yeah. That's probably where you heard this rumor. I mean, I, when, I was, when I was in the Navy, episode. I only trained uh, every maybe three months. I was like once a quarter, maybe. And I think that's like three times rifle. as much whoa, whoa. as the cops. What, what did you do in the Navy? I was a gunner's mate. Okay. I mean, it's in your your title. Yeah. And he still only did it every, you know, 90 days ish. I mean, I I personally trained a lot. I mean, I I don't know if I trust you to shoot a gun. You know Uh, what I'm saying? Like, the the thing is, I had weapons. I I was familiar with weapons the entire time. Do you know how to shoot a gun really good, Cam? What's that? Do you know how to shoot a gun really good? Yeah, I shot expert every single time rifle, shotgun, and a pistol. Nice. What about, like, so do you want to go airsofting? Oh, yeah, do we go airsofting? What's up? All right. What about like submachine and AKs and stuff? Uh, so when it comes to like rifle, it's uh, it's it's M16, but we didn't full we didn't, we didn't no shoot full. So auto. what's the, what's the yeah. largest caliber you've handled? Uh, five inch. So off track, but I like this. Five inch. Five inch. Five I've, I've got I've got a I've got an example of oh, that out there. Oh, you shot that? Big oh yeah, because yeah, that's, that's a shot of can that I uh, the the powder right. can that I've shot over here. Five inch. So, you shot that? I right. didn't know you shot that. Absolutely, yeah. That I'm saving this round. Biggest shit. Yeah, it's huge. He's turned he turned it into ashtray. Exactly. It's I dope. mean, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's big as fuck. Um, it, so five inches is five inch diameter for the for the caliber right. size. Yep. Um, it, it, the 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 projectiles weigh about seven, 69 to seventy two pounds, but depending on what kind of depending depending on what exactly you're doing. So like illumination rounds versus like uh you know projectile rounds versus you know uh like frag like you know frag rounds mm-hmm. or something kind of like that. Which and one it, was that? Uh, this is the projectile. Okay. So the projectile itself, so, so like the bullet, solid, just the piece bullet, of and slag this is, or whatever, right? So what were you shooting at? Uh, we we would shoot at just I would say mainly just uh tar- like main practice man? targets, practice targets, oh. mainly just practice targets. <laughs> so uh, now, were, you, were you shooting Shoot them off the land or Navy being? Were you shooting them off of a gunship? Uh, like a naval ship. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, just whatever country the closest to us. We was going through a couple straits. I just shot it at the mainland. <laughs> This is a USA, bitch. We shoot it wherever we want. 
That doesn't surprise me, even though I know it's not true. But right. Yeah, right. no, yeah. But at the same time, so there, it was a it was a. What the fuck you got at Target practice for those big ass bullets? <laughs> so we called them uh, killer tomatoes, and they were giant inflatable. Uh, I wouldn't say I would I'd say like they were twenty foot uh, by twenty foot by twenty foot cubes that you, that would self inflate that you'd put out in the middle of the ocean, and then you would shoot at them uh, with large targets. So they. Uh, 20 foot by 20 foot by 20 foot being somewhat of a large vessel potentially right. so no. you can take that kind of thing out being filled with air right correct. being filled with air so like but man you said tomato I'm like oh that would be good <laughs> I know I know we called them killer tomatoes but there was just an air it was like an air like a self inflated uh, target essentially um, yeah I, one of so fun it, houses. It, the way that these guns were loaded were they were loaded indi- independently from the projectile versus powder cans. So that would like basically the powder can was one piece, one unit itself. And then right. uh, you would load the bullet just right on top of that and it would just sit there. Um, and then everything, the way, how you would how you would uh, set the timing and the way that it would shoot. So it would shoot uh, 12 nautical miles. I think that our gun specifically, the, the way that it was rigged up would actually shoot up to you know, I think it was a, I think it's twenty four or maybe even like more than that, depending because it was it was twenty four miles, miles, nautical miles, yeah. So I don't, which is relatively the same thing. Okay. Um, basically, but it was because it had Har. rocket, it had rocket propelled uh, rounds that you could actually shoot out of the gun. It was like you'd shoot a gun and it would shoot a rocket out the fucking mm-hmm. front. Um, so you would put a fucking target in the water. And then go like fucking twenty miles up the fucking ocean. About uh, we we didn't have those rounds on board, so that was a, that was a dream. Come, that was a dream if you got to shoot those kinds of things. But yes, okay. no, we would shoot. We, we would do. We would be about ten miles out. Uh, ten t- miles away. Yeah, and you could still see it. And it's still like it's about this big on the fucking on on the, on the thing. On the thing, and yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'm it, blast that. It's I'm blast amazing that how far you can see on the open ocean. And so, right, it, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I've always because like. I've I've never had something that could tell me how far I could see. Mm-hmm. I've always been like, I know that's a long motherfucking ways that yeah. I can see. Yeah, and, but and it's and like all, ten goddamn miles. And for all those flyers <laughs> out there, the the horizon is twelve nautical miles away, and so like you can see on the on the flat ocean, twelve miles before the curvature of the Earth starts to taper off, and then you start to for not the be edge able, of the Earth. Yeah, you mean. and yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, the ice wall is guys. Right there. The Earth is flat. <laughs> Whatever they are saying is hey, bullshit. Don't, hey. If you want, first of all, I, I think if you want to feel of, some of rage, don't bring that up. Cam will start. Speaking of rage, <laughs> you got rage against machine, machine ticket. Oh Ooh. fuck! Off, all right, dude. I have to fuck rant. That's off. the most unrage against the machine thing to team up with Ticketmaster and sell six hundred dollar tickets. That's a six hundred dollar ticket. Okay, no, his wasn't, but I mean, they are going yeah, for six hundred dollars right now. This thing with. That's stupid. For level two hundred yeah. seats. I saw the, so I saw the My the Chemical web? Romance yeah, crash. That's how they stick it to the man. What was it? 130 for the general admission. Oh, that's not bad. Tom's no. like, I need a new Burt It's like $500 to see any of the fucking remaining Pink Floyd members. Like, could you imagine? Like, dude, My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance came out with like two to $300 tickets. Two tickets? The homie paid a thousand bucks. And that's what they did. Fuck. So All right, to be so, fair, I would expect that why from My Chemical Romance. Why would you expect it from My Chemical Romance, but not but Rage Against the Machine? Because Regiment Against the Machine is, I mean, it's they've in been, the They've name. been broken up for but such a they, long time. Yeah. They're but like I mean, so much fair, longer fair, than fair, fucking Mike Hamm. Like, taking it on principle, I would expect that from My Chemical Romance versus Rage. Taking it on all the facts included, My Chemical Romance hasn't been a part as long or haven't they didn't been... Have, they, they, weren't, they weren't even a part of the scene. They weren't they weren't a part of the fucking conversation whenever that, all that yeah, shit was happening, dude. I just, Rage I just stands for so much more different. I don't know. I kind of feel like Rage has got a little bit more... Uh, a little more clout than than Mike Kim, but at the same time, they 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 both have that coming back er, like essence to them. 
Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't. I've paid a lot more than that for stupid fucking. So Rage Against the Machine is playing in um, Tacoma. In Tacoma, huh? Tacoma. Yeah. That's gonna be pretty dope, though. Yeah, and Ween. They've been Ween's banned coming. from Washington for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, Ween's coming to uh, the Marymore. Like, guys, we've calmed down. We promise. We just want some money. It's okay. So, uh, we finna smoke this. The Whip. The Whip. So, how about we do that? So, it's actually, it's Miracle Whip is the name of it. Miracle Whip is the name of this one. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's the same uh, capulator who did the Miracle Alien Cookies. So it's more or less like a similar same ass cross. So it's it could be the, it, it could be that weird like uh, cookies and cream and cookies cookies and cream and Starfighter F two. I kind of Colombian. I kind of really Colombian. I kind of really do feel like it's going to be like very to similar to this. that uh, like Colombian gold. I did Columbian smell it. Yeah, like Colombian strain. I don't know if it's specifically gold, but yeah, like okay. a Colombian land race. I got gotcha. you. Dope. I'm excited to smoke this. So while this is going around, why don't we say what we got in the captain cupboard over there, Monty? All right, I got uh, steady been having the MK uh, Ultra from Avitas. Okay. I copped the Purple OG from Cloud9, as well as the Hell's Punch from Cloud9. Fire. Uh, I snagged some headband from Doghouse. I had to see if the wedding cake is any good this round, just because I haven't smoked that in a long time. Yeah, me either. And I got... uh, Y'all just got a fresh batch of wedding cake up there? I haven't checked. Okay. I don't know Go what's on. what's this fucking what's batch. This, well, I just bad? mean we haven't had any in in at least a month, so I'm just wondering if you guys. Ten twenty four. Now it's pretty old. Okay. So we haven't had any in the Everett store for a long time. Okay. Go on. Um. Where? Else, what else? What else? Um. Oh, the GMO from Subex. Word. Yep. Cop some of that. That shit looks crazy as fuck. This yeah, is like it actually, is, this, look is, at that, I feel like this is like really lemony Kush. I believe that lemony Kush like like definitely has that like cleaner like vibe about it. Lemoncello. Almost kind of has like a lemon bar vibe. I got a little bit of even like sweet rosy taste out of my head. I already mentioned it, but I got that 91 Royale. 91 Royale. From uh, Seattle Private Reserve. It's it's kind of a cool cross. I smelt it at first and I was like, well, it's very lemony. And then then you kind of get into it and it's got some some stuff going on. It's a lemon Royale crossed with white 91. But lemon Royale is lemon tree... Crossed with a GMO triangle Kush. Interesting. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty giving me a core. good head rush right here. Yeah, dude. I this was thinking about it as we we're going into it. I was like, "Here comes Miracle Alien cookies. We're all gonna be fucking." What is this thing? Weird. This thing is uh sixty forty. Yeah, dude. This is about to get me fucking weird. Um. So yeah, I think that's pretty Sajiva much the heavy. sum of it. That's what you got. Oh, I got that Thug Life oil from. Uh, oh man, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna oh, hit man. you up today. I was going to text you that we had that. So, rumor is, once it's out, it's out. All gone, all gone forever, for good? For uh, at least a while. Okay. They're what? coming They're coming in with new strains, different strains. I think okay. Thug Life is not a, a part of lineup. Oh, yeah, we haven't dabbed yet. What it's is right that? There. It's the uh, Thug, Thug Life. Life. All right, let's do it. Do you, yeah. Maybe that's an off-air dab. Man, I might. Just because we're running out of time here. Um, so what have you been smoking on lately? What do you uh, smoke on on a regular? What have you bought in the last week is more... You know, I've been living out in the sticks for a while, so I've been living in Issaquah. I've kind okay. of been limited to uh, Fat Panda. Okay. Um, so I will say I've been liking their King's Blend and their uh, Grape Derbs, but um, scored. You know, I, I always find when I can get into Seattle and I can get the quality... Scored never seems to treat me wrong. Hell yeah, um, that's good stuff. And then uh, the Purple Punch by House of Cultivar. Okay. That's okay. definitely been my go-to as far as 
if I'm going to pick up an eighth or anything, but I always buy on the fly, so I buy pre-rolls. Gotcha. Nice. Infused, definitely legit gold. Oh, yeah. Infused legit golds. What about you, Cam? Me? All right, so I got that Black Market Connect on the uh, uh, rainbow chip again. Yep. So can we be friends? Can we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish. I wish that this was something a little more available all the time, but it's just one of those things that's like, I don't know. It's like when it, like, it pops up and it, pops down. Yeah. It's just how that market works. Yep. But at the same time, I also picked up a half of the uh, GMO as well from SubX. Wow. Uh, half ounce. Yeah. Do you sell half ounces or no, you bought two quarters? I bought two quarters. You bought two quarters. Wow. Before you, you tried it? Before you even tried shipment. it? We did a podcast with that shit, dude. He, did a, he bought half the shipment. No, we I did bought a, a quarter podcast of the shipment. with GMO SubX? We, did, we, we smoked that sub well, on the SubX uh, episode. I mean, if it, if it was anything like that jar, I don't I saw remember today, that. that was we, had two, we, had, we had the two gram of it. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, I bought a quarter. No, no fucks given. Just like, yep, take I, take the last of my money. Yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> I, I've, I've smoked that weed before. It's good. I bought a gram. And, 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 and Subex has that. Subex has that quality control where I wouldn't necessarily expect them to have something super different from one. That one. cake heater was so good from them. Fuck, that was good. A little Sub-X off topic, killing it. but I gotta I gotta give a shout out to uh, Artisan's Grape Ape. Oh, wild! I mean, it's solid it's every single That's time. Crazy! It never goes gives you wrong, and it's the closest thing to Grape Ape I've found since the medical days. So is that kind of like for you one of those old like the nostalgia is really why you like it, it more than like you'd be able to sell anyone else on it? Honestly, no. Um, the effects it it doesn't build a tolerance like you can find to a lot of strains. Um, it always hits me the same every single time if I were to smoke it every single day. Um, okay. It gives me energy, yet it takes pain away. It's um, it's really good for social environments. Um, it's 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 Damn. a low it's a low end relaxing indica, but it gives you a nice mental awareness every single time. And it's got a great flavor, and it's just compact, beautiful purple and orange buds. <laughs> it's it's art. I love artists for their for their for their grape ape. I dig it. I I uh, I feel like the way you described that one is the way that I describe uh, blackberry cream. Ooh, anything blackberry is fire. Is I that love all you got in the... uh, I also been uh, dabbing on the lifted uh, ice cream cake and oh, the yeah. uh, oleum okay. uh, wedding Ooh, cake live oleum, resin. Yes, love to be pumping out some like krill. Clear, crystals. clear ass. Yeah, they've yeah. Been, they've been doing. They've been messing with cryotech. Yeah, uh, yeah cool. that's okay. I just tried some of their cryotech. That was I, I enjoyed that. I just yeah. got some of their uh, Huckleberry Dream. Okay. okay. Yeah, I really like that one as well. It's got a nice flavor. I'm not a big You're Dream about fan. Oleum. Yeah. Well, Lifted started. Oh, doing Lifted. Cryotech. Sorry. Well, oleum, does Oleum do? Oh yeah. They, 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 they were like they way ahead of the game. It. Yeah. I'll say I say cryotech. I think it's CR, CRC is what I'm saying. Is that different? I have no idea. I'm not sure. All right, so I uh, failed to mention last week that the Rocket Duct Tape, the Gorilla Glue times Dosey Dough, yeah, is really good weed. It's pretty good. So I haven't tried it yet. It grew on me. I and wasn't like right. initially I, super. I bought a gram it of it, me. and then I went and bought an eighth of it to be able to take to Arizona with me. But I was smoking all all that medical weed that we were talking about—the six one nine Dutch Tree, Purple Punch, Slurricane. And all that shit from the homie. Yeah. Glukies. And then when I got back, I bought a gram of LA Beatnik, a gram of the Trace Cake from Pure. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, 
Trey Stog times Wedding Cake, and that's pretty good. Um, the LA Beatnik and the uh, GMO from Sub X, and I bought a gram of Lifted OG from Lifted and Dabs. And that stuff always hits me right in the f- smack in the face every dab I take of it. And nice. It feels great. Who does the LA Beatnik? Sub X. Sub X, that's right. I got their uh, I got Miracle the Alien Cookie that Shatter. Sub X is Miracle Alien Cookie Shatter. Fucking dang. If y'all didn't know, Sub X is the shit. Dude, they're killing it right Dude, now. they're fucking Hell fire. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. So that blunt that just went around. Speaking of sub X, it was it was cool. I like time it. I was hitting it on the second time around. I was like, you know, this is a blunt that if it was bigger and it came around again, I'd probably be like, nah, I'm good. I don't I don't really need much more of that. Okay, I I like it for what it is. I think I think the cookies and cream is pretty strong, but I also taste like a lot of lemon lemonness yeah. as well. I feel like it doesn't meld well together. The things that that make it up. I mean, you get a little bit of each of them, but I don't think that they they conglomerate coalesce. to yeah, a good they recipe. They don't. They don't. They don't work well together. It's not. It's not a well thought out cross, in my opinion. Or if it if it is, then this fino just it, it to me it just seems like Mac two point You know, like cultivars Mac. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. and we're Miracle talking whip, about Miracle Alien the, Cookies, the Whip or Whip It from Subex. Yeah. So all right. I'm twisted. I'm I, I right now I feel more alcohol than weed. Uh, okay, but I'm definitely twisted as fuck. I, I feel like I pace myself relatively well. I Which feel I, think, I feel more coffee than anything right now. Man. I drank two cups of coffee apparently right before this podcast, and I'm still fucking wired. Honestly, all I right. taste more coffee than anything <laughs> with all that, that beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to just shout out to this fucking Firestone Parabola. The Firestone Walker Parabola is so good. It is this very is good. So good. Like that KBS was cool and all, but this is fucking it's getting like special. even better as it gets warm. Yeah, it, it needs is. to warm up. Like I really wish that it was. Uh, I wish we would have took it out of the fridge 20 minutes before we drank it. That's fair. And if you don't it's drink tasty. beer and you like cider, this two-town serious scrump, 11%, highly recommend you find that it was tasty. and check it out. It was like a, It gets better the warmer it gets, too. It was like, kind of cool. It tasted like the homemade apple cider you get like at the pumpkin patch, but cold, like in the, like, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, in the summertime more. Yeah, it's good. Not pumpkin patch in the summertime, but that doesn't make sense. But you know what I'm saying. That's what I think of like, like the fruit like cider would taste like. 11%, you're going to feel it after yeah. at least one of them. Yeah, like the alcoholic good. Martinelli's. <laughs> yes, exactly. So make sure you guys uh, click the like button. I just posted something on Instagram again. We keep trying to, we're trying to keep up on that. We're trying to do more of that. Yeah, so make sure you yeah. hit the like button. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Make sure you pass this on. Next time, uh, next time you're chilling with that cool ass coworker, you know what I'm saying? Like off in the cut when you gotta be doing fucking off and shit. Be like, hey, I listen to this dope ass podcast. You should check it out. And that's who you need to tell. That's right. And tell them to tell their homie. Tell four homies by four twenty. You know, something like that. So this is Nate, Monty, and Cam. Keep it to us, y'all. Oh, shit. We didn't even thank the homie for coming in. Oh, fuck, dude. Taylor, thanks so much for coming in, dude. Yeah, right. Guys are fantastic. Sharing a lot of knowledge on the grow. That was greatly appreciated. Absolutely, dude. Talked for days about it. Yep. All right, y'all. Keep it twisted. Keep it twisted.